0: is part of the TPS Radio Sports Podcast Network at www.tpsradio.net.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Sunday Night Showdown, where tonight, 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 we will be bringing you live pay-per-view coverage of TNA's latest pay-per-view offering,
0: Lockdown.
1: All matches inside the steel cage. Obviously, somebody who's well conspicuous by her absence will be joining us later on in the show. My wife, Boom Boom Sexay. Have you unlocked her, or is
2: she in your own particular cage?
1: She might still be in the cage upstairs. I, I have
2: the key, and you're
3: not getting it. The, the, is there a cage in fr- Is there a cage around the bed? Considering what night of the year this is, Jeff.
1: I'm not going to answer that question because <laughs>
3: I'm going to leave it to your imagination. What night of the year is it? It's the all cage pay per view. It's TNA lockdown. And, and and a
2: certain Mrs. Sexay gets a certain rather frisky on the night. Of lockdown, does she not double J?
1: Uh, she actually does. Really? She, she will be joining later on in the broadcast. Okay. I actually heard Jay leto's music and thought maybe the Macho Man Randy <laughs> Savage was making his way down to the ring. As as you well know, there are supposedly two world champions, former world
4: champions, former yes. that have
1: signed with TNA Wrestling. But before we get into that, like I said, Boom Boom will be joining us later on. Good, in the broadcast. can't wait. We're being joined by none other than Mark the Shark DiCarlo, here to take a bite out of some T&A tonight. I've I'm, I'm just been swimming around in the shark tank all day,
2: chasing Mrs. Shark. Got, got one upside the head a couple of times from her, and uh, she kicked me out of the house, and I said, Good night, honey. i got to go to do Sunday night showdown, and uh, uh, I couldn't be happier to get the hell out of the house and uh, get with you guys and enjoy some... Lockdown, Six Sides of Steel, and uh, running up and down the card as I did earlier in the day. Some interesting stuff, at least on paper, and I say that every TNA pay-per-view, Double J and uh, Grandmaster, what's your name this week? Whatever you want it to do. Grandmaster ID, back in the house, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, But all kidding aside, on paper, the TNA uh, lockdown pay-per-view this year seems to be interesting, And I I say that every TNA pay per view, and I, at the end, look around and and look at you guys and go, wow, it should have been great, and it wasn't. So here we are, gathered once again on a Sunday night at the International Studios, home studio of Sunday Night Showdown, um, to once again decide if, in fact, Russo and Company have done the right thing and given us some wrestling and not a whole bunch of bullshit, Double J.
1: Well, apparently so and uh, as you notice, the the match here for the exhibition championship, we've got uh, gimmick rip-off after gimmick rip-off after gimmick rip-off. We've got we've got The Macho Man Ripoff. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, we've got we got Jay Lethal. We've got Apollo Creed. We've got Muhammad Hassan making his way down in Sheik Abdul Bashir. And the Iron
2: Sheik apparently gave him the head ed- tonight. Of course, the Iron Sheik uh, made about four speeches at this last week's uh, Cauliflower Alley uh, get-together in Las Vegas. And we'll have to talk a little bit about that. I talked to uh, World Organization of Wrestling Senior Official Steve Hooper, Edgar J. Hooker, if you will. He's back in town. No, he's not back in town. He's back at his uh, job in South America. And i had an extensive conversation with him. He and uh, Bob Leonard, Stampede Wrestling uh, historian, once again made the trek um, from Canada down to the Cauliflower Alley um, get-together in Vegas. They uh, did a whole bunch of stuff. We'll talk about it uh Double J a little bit later on tonight in the show. And is it the current X-Division champion,
1: Suicide, but is it... Christopher Daniels or is it Frankie Kazarian? You know what? Based upon how small he is, I'm going to say that looks like Christopher Daniels. Yeah. I honestly don't think that's that's, that's Kaz. That's not Kaz. No, and... and So apparently it looks like Christopher Daniels might be pulling double duty tonight in the six sides of the steel. Well, and Frankie
2: Kazarian, uh, guys, obviously still having some uh, physical problems.
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, just came back from an injury and, uh, I don't know if he's really 100% ready to go at this point in time, but uh, I'm going to say that that's, that's Daniels. Well,
2: and, and since this is a rip-off match, and of course, Consequences Creed um, biting on a number of gimmicks, and, uh, um, you know, it, Double J, it reminds me of the fact that I wanted to make mention of you earlier in the week, but it, it escaped my memory, of course, the shark suffering from uh, extended premature Alzheimer's. Shut up. That's not very nice of you to imply that I'm my, my memory is challenged. But anyways, um, Kiyoshi from New Japan Pro Wrestling has got a lot of, uh, Internet Dave, a lot of
3: characteristics of a younger Great Muda. Well, I mean, everything that we've heard about Kiyoshi is that the Great Muda was his inspiration and, and his hero and why he got into the business, so he felt that uh, the perfect tribute would be to to look exactly like the great Muda, who is maybe not as well known to uh, North American audiences, but is probably one of the top dozen wrestlers in the history of of, of wrestling. And uh, the professor and Mike today just make reference. He must
2: be listening to the Sunday Night Showdown broadcast in one ear and uh, the director of TNA Pay Per View in the other ear, and and obviously picked up on our commentary and. Uh, Related to the listening uh, crowd For the pay-per-view tonight And Double K, a big week in uh, in the world of professional sports entertainment, if you will um, Lots going on, and we'll discuss later in the broadcast tonight The, the week that was in the world of uh, sports entertainment Or as I like to call it, pro-wrestling um, <laughs> And uh, I, I'm very taken aback about one Terry Bollea what is the Hulkster thinking when he in his Rolling Stone interview Double J is making disparaging remarks about what he should be doing or what he would like to have been doing or what he should have done to his now estranged and separated from wife and making some as if we don't have enough problems about the public's perception of pro wrestling. But the Hulkster goes on record in Rolling Stone magazine as basically saying that they're lucky that he didn't go OJ okay on, on them. Of course referring to his estranged wife and his wife's new 19-year-old boyfriend who was seen driving around uh, the greater... Um, South Beach area in the Hulk's Escalade and so on and so forth. And he was on TMZ.com with his 19-year-old girlfriend, the former friend of his daughter Brooke. Oh God! Yes, um, who he's now involved with sexually and in other ways, obviously. One Hollywood Hulk Hogan, Terry Bollea, if you will, had a an eventful week. Double J when uh, he in his Rolling Stone. Uh, interview and for Rolling Stone magazine, obviously made some disparaging remarks about how he could empathize with what O.J. did to his family, and in fact, maybe should have gone a little O.J. on his family. and And the mainstream media picked up all over it. Um, TMZ.com. There was a um, an interview that he, his new 19-year-old girlfriend, ex friend of his daughter, Brooke, who, strangely enough, Double J, looks exactly like his daughter. Think about that for a second. Okay? You know,
1: there's all those photos out there of of him putting lotion on Brooke's back. Yes. And and I'm not saying... Yes, you are. I'm not saying (laughs) that there's anything wrong with that if you're into your own daughter. I personally
2: don't think it's wrong. You're wrong. Let me go on record as saying you're wrong. That's sick and twisted and just immoral. He just loves his daughter,
0: Shark. Well, you know
2: what? He might love his daughter, but at least now he's loving, at least not his daughter, which would be, let me think, against the law. But he's loving his daughter's ex-best friend, who looks exactly like his daughter. So that's sick and twisted in itself. And if the CRA is listening to this, we have paid our taxes here on Sunday Night Showdown, not only in the United States, but in Canada for the last number of years. Anyways, um, the simple fact of the matter is, Double J, that yesterday, or C- uh, pardon me, headline news had the bit, or the piece, from TMZ.com with Hulk, Hulk's 19-year-old girlfriend, and his lawyer. And they, they basically spun it in a way that, no, Hulk didn't really mean to say what he did in the Rolling Stone article, but Hulk never, and he should have done the right thing, I think, and said, listen, I was taken out of context, I was misquoted, say what you want, backpedal. But he didn't! He didn't... And, 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 you know, for all that Hulk Hogan has meant to the world of professional wrestling slash sports entertainment over the last 20 years, and the fact that he, time and time and again, Double J, has made a bad decision with respect to the way that he's handled himself. He wanted to be part of WrestleMania 20, and he talked himself out of that... And he wanted to be be part of WrestleMania, or probably the 25th anniversary of WrestleMania.
1: 24th anniversary. Whatever.
2: 25th edition. Boy, could could they ever have screwed that up more than giving that show a name? But, anyways, and he wanted to be part of that. And I think, really deep down, that maybe even Vince and Kennedy, McMahon, wanted Hulk to be part of it. But with all that's going on in the Hulk's messed up world, um, I don't know. I'm just sick and tired of being sick and tired. And Hulk needs to go and shut his mouth and take his sabbatical from being in the public eye and on camera. And that's all i got to say about that. Well,
1: let's put it this way. Terry Vallea, the man, honestly, from everything I've heard, kind of a piece of shit. I mean... The guy behind the the scenes of of the Hulk Hogan character. The guy who played the politics as best he could at whatever company he worked for. Obviously, he and Vince McMahon made a huge success out of Hulkamania. You can't credit either one man with the success. Both men have to get credit for that. It took Vince McMahon to make Hulk Hogan, but it took Hulk Hogan to make that character be so over with mainstream people that wrestling fans blocked in, and people who weren't wrestling fans blocked in. That's why Hulkamania was so successful. But here's the thing. When he said that he can empathize with OJ, I completely wow. understand what he means, okay? Honestly, if I made all this money... Now, hold
0: on. If be I careful. Made be careful. Money,
1: <laughs> you know, putting my body on the line, granted, he never took that many bumps. But just bear with me. If he made all this money... And he's got this house that he can't go to. That's this big, nice, luxurious twenty thousand square feet. Yeah, he's got some nineteen year old kid banging his ex wife in his driving, own bed, driving his Escalade around. Damn it! If Harvey was do that to me, I'd sympathize with OJ too. Not to say I would go out and kill right somebody like OJ had done, but I can understand where he's coming from. Should those remarks have been made on on me? Right, 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 right. No.
5: Have you forgotten all of the little ring rats that uh, he messed around with on the road for 20-some-odd years? It don't matter. You don't kill somebody or empathize with someone that killed someone.
2: I knew we'd get a reason, right? But, hey, what
5: happens on the road stays Stays on on the road. road.
2: Yes, but but, but the simple fact of the matter is, guys and Mm -hmm. ladies, that... And I'm not referring to you, Dave. But the simple fact of the matter is that... What he said was wrong and that he could have backpedaled and apologized and said that he was taken out of context and so on and so forth. I found it very interesting that I watched uh, this week on, uh, uh, on a very well-respected uh, show here in Canada, TSN's Off the Record with Michael Landsberg, and he had on Rick Flair. And Flair asked him what he thought... Must we be subjected to your
0: feet?
3: I'm anyway. sorry I missed that. That's Jesus, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to put to down.
0: Damn. Yes.
3: If you're in Canada, uh, tsn.ca's uh, uh, video archive. Right. If you're in the U.S., unfortunately you can't get it. But yes, you can. yes, you can. Before, yes you, before can. you continue nope. with this, somebody nope.
1: just asked me what's going on in the uh, escape match. and We were off the air, so let me clarify what yes, happened. Yes, please. Uh, Kiyoshi's been eliminated. It looks like all we have is suicide... Bashir, and
3: I guess Lethal has been eliminated as well. Uh, uh, Suicide was pinned first, then Creed was pinned second, then uh, 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 Macho Man was pinned third. Yes. (laughs) uh, uh, Jay Lethal, and now it's strictly an escape. We
1: got Suicide and Bashir on the top of the uh, Six Sides of Steel, duking it out right now. Somebody could take a nasty bump here. Let's hope it's not Kaz slash For yeah. Daniels.
2: Well, it's definitely not Kaz. You could tell that uh, that uh, this version of Suicide has a much smaller upper body than uh, yeah. Kaz would have. And, and, so
3: suicide, I, and Suicide's done the least in the boom. match, so obviously they're saving him for tonight. And this certainly is a different bit of a uh, an apparatus uh, for the cage
2: <laughs> for, for lockdown this year than the last couple. And certainly for uh, Destination X... Uh, way different as well, but uh, just putting a wrap on the whole Hogan thing, I, I just find it exceedingly in bad taste. As Kyoshi tries to get up the ring and or the cage, and uh, security is, has removed him. But just to put a wrap, guys, to the whole Hogan thing, you know, he could have said that he was misquoted and he could have backpedaled and basically apologized for the whole OJ reference. And there is suicide with a suicide dive off the top of the cage onto Kiyoshi
3: and security, and he wins, wins, the, match. Match. He wins the match. And retains his X-Division championship.
1: That was one hell of a jump off the top of the cage. <laughs> Thank, Thank God! Let, let me just say this now. Yeah. Thank God they had a group of people to catch him, and it wasn't Sim Snuka who was supposed no. to catch The Undertaker. Wow. <laughs> and I just
2: want to put another wrap on the whole Hogan thing, and Harmony made reference to the fact that Yes, wrestlers have ring rats at every town they go to, but the simple fact of the matter is, it was we not. I had ring rats. It was you had ring rats.
1: I had ring rats as the ring announcer. Believe it or not. All can right, right know, and I believe you. As a manager, I had
2: ring rats. I know that's hard for you to believe. I can But it's, you that. it's the, it's the truth, Cam- We might have to. We might have to have a whole episode, one Sunday night showdown on the topic, cameraman, of have ring, have ring rats. rats. But anyways, just to give the illusion that, in fact, that was not Christopher Daniels in the suicide costume. There they cut to the promo with Christopher Daniels and AJ Styles in the back right now with uh, blonde ring rat. But her name doesn't really give a damn. Or, or pre-taped. Pre-taped. There you go, and that's pre-taped. why. But anyways, obviously, Christopher Daniels off the gas, as you can tell by his lack of upper body. But it was not Linda Hogan that screwed around on Hulk Hogan. It was Hulk Hogan who had an affair with Brooke Hogan's best friend no longer. And that was the reason. So Hulk, you know, cry and complain and whine and whimper all you want, you big jerk. But take your 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 medicine like a man and own up to the fact that you said something stupid to Rolling Stone and you could have apologized and everybody would have said, Okay, you know what? Maybe he was misquoted, and maybe he said something stupid. Really stupid. (laughs) And just step back and go away for a little while, because obviously your lawyer and your promotional team is misleading you, because I haven't heard one, I'm sorry, yet, out of that big idiot, Terry Bollea.
1: You know, I'm going to agree with some of the points you made, but at the same time, watching the shows like Hogan Knows Best, Brooke Knows Best, you got to kind of feel sorry for the Hulkster, because you know what? Even though the brother made all the money, and the brother did this, and the brother, brother did that, brother, the brother wasn't getting no play at home from Linda Hogan. And you go back and you watch every episode of Hogan Knows Best, and every time and Hogan the Hulkster showed yeah. to Linda, he wouldn't get no play, brother. No booty. So obviously, he had to go out on his own to do something about it. That's not right. When well, you're Rich, when you're Linda Hogan... And Hulk Hogan has made all that money. You keep the out of satisfied. You have—is this screw your husband? Come on.
2: Well, I, I just—I can—I can take it on good authority that that in fact the uh, the women's legal plebiscite from the United States and here in Canada is not listening to SundayNightShowdown.com. And if they were, I can be rest assured, Double J, that they would be picketing outside of the international studios of Sunday Night Showdown. Right now, with those sexist comments.
1: Pick it all you want. I got a big fucking hose.
0: I'm gonna <laughs> whip out and
2: splash. Wow, wow, you you've got a lot of pent up frustrations, my friend, this week. Wow, but you see, once again, it wasn't Linda that fucked around on Hulk. It was Hulk that fucked around on Linda. And Hulk's problem, and his, and some would say this is a lifelong problem of estranged men, is that he got caught. He did get caught. Yes. So he then, my good friend, is the dummy in this whole scenario.
3: Look at the tattoo on the back of uh, How can I look at the tattoo of Daphne when her ass and her kazip were staring me in the face?
0: (laughs) Kazip. Kazip. Because if if it wasn't
2: there, her guts would fall out. That's
0: right. You know what a kazip
2: is, Dave? Yes. You do. Would you like to explain to the listening audience? I believe they probably already know also. Let's see if anybody in the chat room knows what a kazif is. <laughs> Here okay. comes ODB
3: and her redneck boyfriend. Cody Dieter, who won the challenge. Cody Dieter.
1: W- awfully, I might add. You don't have to, to waste your challenge.
3: time listening, audience,
2: at, uh, and explaining what Kazif is in the chat room. Actually, later on on Sunday hey. Night Showdown, Harmony will be posting the clinical um, <laughs> reference as to what the Kazif will be on Sunday Night Showdown. Thank you, Harmony, for offering that. That's very nice of you. Yeah, the looks she just gave you. If looks could kill, you'd be at the heat. Yeah. If looks could kill, I'd be at a Motley Crue concert.
5: <laughs> yes.
2: Are you inferring that I don't do my taxes? <laughs> no, no, no,
5: no, The look is it wasn't directed at oh, you. Oh, okay. okay. I'm doing my but okay, I mean, that's good.
2: That's good.
0: And you're not and you're not going
2: to pay anything.
0: You have enough deductions
2: not to pay anything?
0: I, I, or credits, I should say? I thought I was going to, but it looks like I made more
2: money than I you, Oh, you never admit that to the government. <laughs> <laughs> but if you make more money, you always need to have more receipts. That's true. Your Lots of receipts. <laughs> Lots. Catch
1: scan. Illegal immigration hearing.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Wait a minute.
3: I didn't hear that. Okay.
1: Nobody heard that. Nobody heard
3: that. So, l- l- this is the uh, tier two women's kind of match. Although, I have to tell you that Taylor Wilde versus Austin Kong versus Canadian Angelina Love should actually be very, very entertaining. This is and, uh, the, the Dave, the, the ugly women. This is the ugly women match, yeah.
2: Wow. But uh, this girl, who's this girl with the, with the blonde
0: hair? And the I said Sojo so Bolt.
2: Sojo Bolt looks like the illegitimate daughter of Coco Beware and Kamala. I'll go with
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I'm sorry. No, pardon me, tell me. I have a
2: better analogy. She looks like the illegitimate daughter of Coco Beware and
1: Butch Reed. There you go. Yes, that'll work. Butch Reed. Butch Reed.
2: Oh, that's awesome. Yes.
1: And speaking of awesome, nice segue. Did, did you hear the news over the weekend that uh, Matt Morgan, Awesome Kong, and uh, who else was it? it uh, uh, one of, one uh, of the...
3: Uh, I think Madison Rain was actually in this match. had sex
1: with each other? No.
2: Oh, oh were God. Oh, Matt. would that be? They were involved Good in an Matt, automobile accident. They were involved in an automobile accident. Yeah.
1: Apparently, they're all okay, I guess. Uh, I mean... Madison Rain is wrestling in a ring, and uh, they're all booked for pay-per-view. So, I'm yeah. assuming that they're okay.
3: Yeah, well, apparently, yeah, they were uh, checked out and released, but all are within wrestling capability. Well, I mean, so, and you got to think if if you're going to get
2: into a car accident, you want to have Awesome Kong in the car because she would be like a secondary impact, uh, uh,
3: impact bag. <laughs> you know what? They cut uh, they cut Awesome Kong's hair on on the on the Impact last week. I saw that last yeah. week, and you know yeah. what? That that's a, a pretty good sign that they're really trying to build this. Build beautiful people will do anything to win the uh, the the women's championship angle. And I heard from from Edgar J. Hooker that at this last week's
2: Cauliflower Alley, Harmony, listen to this. At last week's Cauliflower Alley in uh, in Vegas, where Edgar J. Hooker, Bob Leonard, uh, uh, a lot of people you know were at, that that ODB and Awesome Kong were both there, and apparently, Steve Hooper got really drunk with the both of them, and he woke up (laughs) in ODB's room the next morning, and, and he was kind of sore in particular spots, and he didn't want to expound much more than that, and I'm like, do you remember anything? He goes, well... <laughs> I remember drinking a lot, and I remember waking up sore, and I'm like, I don't want to hear anything else. Because if you know Steve Hooper, oh boy, yes, it was not nice. <laughs> I just got to ask, who's the
3: man? Not Steve Hooper. Uh, apparently not. No, no. I, I would guess that the ODB would definitely be the man. Well, apparently ODB and Angelina Love were both under WWE developmental contracts and were released, and, and now they're both having uh, successful careers with TNA. Successful.
2: Well, okay, they, have careers, with they have careers.
3: They have careers. With yeah. DNA.
0: Okay.
2: I mean, uh, can you believe that good-looking Daphne is looking like this now?
1: Daphne, the, is governor.
2: A, the governor. The governor.
1: Governor. We with a little malfunction at the junction there, and Daphne. Is
2: and there. once again,
1: once again, O.D.D. with her mouth open,
2: taking mm. copious amounts of
3: liquid. Oh boy. Yeah,
2: Cody. From from, from 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 the flask. From, from the Mickey flask, flask. Yeah. Yes. So. Uh, by the way, just for the record. I, I just I'm, I'm leading you guys three to nothing. Harmony has now shaken her head three separate times at comments I have made, and so far in the broadcast, and I generally take the cake uh, uh, on that contest.
0: Wow! Not, without even trying. Wow.
1: So so are, are we trying to uh, just go for new lows here? I mean, there's new some highs and lows. lows. That pride themselves on that. Right? I know, uh, Howard Stern. Uh, there's other ones too. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. We're Anyways. Oh, Sojo Bolt, just uh, taken out there by ODB. Sojo Bolt. It's actually Sojourner Bolt or something. Okay.
3: Sojourner Bolt. Yeah, they
1: call her Sojo now. And, and it, it was
2: supposed to be originally kind of like a mm. an army gimmick, wasn't it?
1: Uh, I don't know. I don't know what her gimmick's supposed to be, honestly. And who is,
2: anybody know, who is the head of the, the women's department at TNAO? Because I know for a long time... It was Scott DeMore, and of course, he's, he's no longer with TNA, and uh, I'm not sure. Maybe it's Dutch Mantel. Well, I'll um, find out. Nice
1: <laughs> kick to the boob delivered yeah. by. Uh, That's a good way to blow, to blow a bag. That's you right. Know? <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus. Okay. You know? Oh, and the hits keep coming, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't get a headshake from Harmony on that one. Uh, she's too busy doing her taxes. She's trying to figure out, yes, about more receipts. So, you know, so back over I can States, help you with that. Back over in the States we have Uncle Sam. Who do you have here?
0: Who do we have here? Yeah,
1: you know, Uncle Sam.
0: Easy Ed Stalmach. Oh, God. Yes. Easy Ed, yeah. Yes. Easy Easy E. <laughs> I guess it'll be Those, the crown. Stephen Harper. Yeah. yeah. Oh what
1: a beautiful face buster delivered by Daphne to uh is that Taylor Wilde or Madison Rae? Uh, Madison, Rayson? Madison
3: Rayson. Rayson. You I, know what? I can't
1: tell the difference. They're all blonde bimbos in my opinion. I, I don't know one blonde bimbo from the other one. The only reason I know ODB is because I've worked with her, and she's the most manly man in the match. So and
2: I, I must make mention of the fat guys and Harmony that in fact I'm having a bit of a Thursday Night Thunder flashback because does not ODB's hairdo tonight remind you of one Van Hammer?
1: Yes. Yes, Brad
2: Hammer. Hammer.
1: Wow. There's a name from the past. Yes. As ODB delivers uh, with a uh, pump handle slam onto um, Sojo Bolt and is the winner of the match. I was just fixing to say she was my pick for the the win, but um, oh well, it happened. And her boyfriend's name is... Od Beaner? Cody Deener. Cody Deener.
3: Od Beaner, yeah, there you go, Co- Cody Deener. eight. <laughs> we all try. listening tonight, and, and, and of course,
0: <laughs> Cody Beener
3: is
2: not a southern dude at all. He's he's from southern Ontario. Oh, really? Who? Yes, who? Who, who is one of Scott Demore's? Uh, trainees from from Border City Wrestling yet
1: oh and I thought he was maybe from Saskatchewan
2: Saskatchewan <laughs> <Some> yes
0: <laughs>
2: but you know like the hairdo
3: is is uh
0: he's a bullethead. well the hairdo is indicative of,
3: of the hockey mullet Dave yes right so that reminded me of that exactly absolutely right Oh, look, it's Mike Tanae and Don West. Who apparently have to still pretend that they don't like each other very much. Only I I work at that angle? Not really. They turned it down where Don West is basically sympathizing with the main event mafia and with uh, a couple other other of the heels like uh, the beautiful people. But basically he's master QVC salesman again, and they're not arguing like they used to. So we're going from a uh, five-man match to a four-woman match to... uh, (laughs) Probably another triple, triple tag team match here in here in a moment. Oh look! Let, let's just—I I can't believe it.
1: Matt Morgan and Abyss in another match. Wow! Wow! Right.
3: Well, mm. if they want to beat the shit out of each other, yeah. that's fine with me. Yeah, that's fine. All right, so let's run down what uh, we've already seen and what is still to come. Uh, Danny Body uh, lost to Eric Young, but then Body uh, Bottiducci uh, looked in an awesome shape. Yeah, he did. What and an incredible send time in the match a three or four minute match.
2: And you missed the the core that he took uh, double J from Rhino, and it was bad. The back of his head uh, landed on the uh, bottom, uh, uh, the bottom rope, and uh, if he doesn't have whiplash, he's going to have a hell of a headache tomorrow.
3: ODB wins uh, Queen of the Cage. Obviously, uh, Suicide retains his uh, TNA Exhibition Championship, and Santina didn't win Queen of the Cage. Santina did not win Queen of the Cage, but she's going to be meeting up with the great colleague anytime soon. Anytime anytime soon, Miss WrestleMania. Yes. Yeah, uh, Sting and Mac, Mick Foley for the World Heavyweight title. And we'll discuss that in a moment. Lethal Lockdown, Kurt Angle, Booker, Nash, Steiner versus Jarrett, Joe, Styles, and the returning Christopher Daniels. Oh, well, no, I no. Jarrett
1: has arrived. I, I thought they were going somewhere else with that. Well,
3: and, and don't forget mm-hmm. that other than what Dave mentioned and
2: his expert rundown of what's happened so far and what's coming up on Lethal Lockdown, we've been told that there will be two former world champions coming out on the pay-per-view tonight and speculation is running rampant among the international
3: home studios here at Sunday Night Showdown. Yeah, the, the first... The first uh, break of that came around Tuesday, Wednesday. That's everybody, of course, assuming Taz was going to show up. And then, of course, WrestleView had it yesterday that a second world champion had been signed by uh, TNA Wrestling. As we now see the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion Junior Tag Team Championship match, the Guns versus No Limit versus LAX. And speaking of LAX Shark... We have one of the members of LAX uh, here in Alberta this coming weekend. This coming weekend for uh, Perry Wrestling Alliance PWA up in uh,
2: Edmonton on Friday night, and uh, here in Calgary at the Acadia Recreation Center on Saturday night. Yes, homicide 187, or uh, he's not using 187 these days, is he? Just like homicide. Uh, one of the uh, one of the uh, arguably the the greatest inner. Uh, Independent wrestlers that have been uh, wrestling over the last decade. Certainly, he made his name in Jersey All Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor, um, and for the last couple of years, tagging with with um, excuse me, Hernandez. Hernandez in as part of uh, a great tag team in TNA. Yes, he makes his Western Canadian debut this weekend um, as part of the big TNA, or pardon me, PWA shows up in Edmonton in Calgary of course um, the ravenous one Randy Myers will be uh, working AJ uh, Styles phenomenal one AJ Styles I believe in Calgary yeah yes. on the Saturday and then in fr- on Friday in Edmonton will be none other than Steel and, Dunn and, and Dunn. Sex Appeal Chris Steele um, of course Double J's former main man in his uh, band of bad guys and uh, I heard a rumor that Chris Steele will be maybe uh, dusting off his rather dusty wallet. I mean, have you ever met a guy in the world of pro wrestling with a, with a lock around his wallet more than than Chris Steele? But have you been in contact with Chris Steele this week? And might he be bringing you Double J up to Edmonton to lead him down the garden path to victory over the phenomenal one, AJ Styles? Well, let me just put the... Uh The
1: punctuation mark. The rumors, if you will. The rumors, if you will. Um, I'm not going to comment on that. I'm going to leave it to surprise. Well, okay. So all of our good listeners of Sunday Night Showdown up in Edmonton,
2: you may get a surprise. And AJ Styles, you might get a a lesson in humility from the Alberta bad boy himself, Double J. (laughs) And I don't mean Jeff Jarrett. I mean Jeff Jackson, JJ Sexay. Up in Edmonton, maybe. And we'll have to see. As a matter of fact, you know, my wife and kids are headed to Victoria on Friday morning. There you go. And, um, that makes for good times. When Mrs. Shark's away, you'd all know the Shark does play. But not like Hulk Hogan, because I know you were going with that, Harmony. Uh, <laughs> but we, we have,
3: do we know at this point, I do, who. Homicide's opponents will be uh, for Edmonton and Calgary. Not announced yet, but if you go to wrestling.ca I was there last night. Okay. Uh, hadn't been updated. I'll check again. But okay. Uh, uh, but it's definitely going to be a there. lot of fun seeing Homicide. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. I haven't seen. I've never seen him wrestle live.
2: That's fantastic. fantastic. I, I I remember seeing a uh, the first videotape online that I ever saw of uh, Jersey All Pro Wrestling was a match between Jeff, of course, your your favorite wrestler. Of all time. Ted Hart. <laughs> uh, in a match with uh, with Homicide in, in, inside of a steel cage that was just off the hook. And then the subsequent match to that was the famous match where he and Jack Evans were were in a cage match with a whole bunch of other guys. And they, they, they did what they did at the end of the match and caught a whole bunch of heat for doing it. But having said that, it'll be a lot of fun to have not only... Um, AJ Styles, but Homicide in, in Alberta this this coming weekend, and uh, maybe we'll uh, we'll even make it out to uh, if not Edmonton,
3: then certainly Calgary on Saturday night. Yeah. Well, by the end of the week, the Calgary Flames should be out of the playoffs, so there won't yeah. be any conflict. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I'm looking forward to that uh, meeting AJ and Homicide, but uh, unfortunately, we'd love to get interviews with them, but as you know, uh, TNA cut that, that off about two years ago just like WWE cut it off about four or five years ago I would like to so. see Homicide in a match
2: with of the Alberta talent I I'd I mean, I'd like to see him healing but I'm not sure if that's going to happen um, because he's not on TNA right now but I'd love to see Homicide in a match with either Chucky Blaze or Brandon Van Danielson or, or, or any number of the, the young young know, Lions that are that are part of PWA um, Jeff what's your what's your take on who they might book homicide
1: against I'm pretty sure it it, it could, it could Gamma be Gamma singh Junior it could be Gamma yeah, Junior it could even be the the um, the guy who now has a world record Alex Plexus Alex Plexus had a world
2: record at the uh, Wrestle for Hunger um, uh, function out, out out in Vancouver last weekend uh, two weeks ago? Weekend. WrestleMania Weekend, yes. And he had 87 matches or something in, in three days or two <laughs> days.
1: or.
3: Well, I think the group had that many. Two,
5: 248 matches in 72 hours. They constantly had to have a match on from in, Were they utilizing one ring or
2: yeah. just one ring? Okay. From
5: noon on Thursday until 2 or 4 o'clock on Saturday afternoon, constantly. To get that world record. Wow. Can you imagine wrestling at four in the morning, you know, after being there for two days? How many people would be coming out to see you at four? Tours
1: to keep everybody awake.
5: Jack
2: Daniels.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. And I
2: hear from a good friend of mine, Scotty Mack, that in fact, that was not the case.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: this has been a really good match so far. It has. All three of these tag teams. As right now, Hernandez has uh, one of the Motor City Machine Guns. I believe that's Shelly. As Saban comes and delivers a couple kicks to the gut, they now are going to double-team Big Hernandez, double elbows, and into a double suplex. But Hernandez blocks it with a double suplex of his own to the Motor City Machine Guns. What a move. That guy is one hell of a powerhouse. I mean, just look at him. He's jacked. Well, and I think
2: that he's leaned up a lot, and he's jacked up. Can you say, cycle? I do, can um, You know, a couple of months ago when he was wrestling without a shirt, he looked fat. But he's looking better.
1: Uh, you know, no limit. I, I don't know a lot about these. This is actually the first TNA show I've watched in a month, obviously. Um, I didn't catch Impact this week. Although, uh, hearing the commentary... Best show of, in a long time. ...of Lance Storm, yeah. who constantly dogs the product. Yes. Uh, he put it over huge and... Uh, so I got to say, congratulations to TNA for actually um, getting something right. I mean, so far this pay per view hasn't been that bad. No, not at all, and certainly way better than their last
2: eighty-five pay per views that we've certainly suffered through.
3: Well, I mean, all the talk on uh, on interne- on the internet, especially on WrestleView and a lot of other websites, was that this past Thursday's Impact was the best Impact they two-hour Impact they've ever done. It really is probably going to lead to a lot, a lot of uh, a lot more pre-buys of, of tonight's pay-per-view, and Lance, Stor- excuse me, Lance Storm posted uh, on his website that he he agreed that it was the best impact he's ever seen. So the the, the one of the most interesting
2: non-wrestling spots on this uh, past Thursday's two-hour impact uh, here, in, well, on Spike period is was the fact that there was a interview with no interviewer with Mick Foley and Cactus Jack that was absolutely. Priceless. I, I, I don't know if TNA has it on their website, but I know YouTube has it posted already. Um, very, very, first of all, funny stuff, and then Mick Foley turned it to be very dark. And uh, then Sting came out, and uh, uh, after Mick Foley kind of drew some color the hard way on himself, uh, Sting, Sting came out and, and basically uh, was trying to appease... Uh, Mick Foley and ask him what in God's name he was doing. And then, uh, of course, Mick Foley attacked Sting. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I did watch the entire uh, impact this week. And uh, as you mentioned, Dave, and, and WJU as well, uh, very entertaining.
1: What a wonderful double-team move delivered to Homicide by the Motor City Machine Guns dropped to the back, ending in a face buster on Homicide as Chris Sabin has climbed the cage and is setting up for something. I'm a side up. Save it off the top well. for the Tornado DDT delivered with precision, I might add. You know, one of the main reasons that we're getting this pay-per-view quite honestly, despite the fact that uh, Boom Boom loves cage matches, <laughs> is because, I'll be real honest here with you, one match only, and that's one that I've waited years to see. I'm a big fan of Sting. I'm a big fan of Mick Foley. And i got to be real honest. It took me back to the old days of WCW when Cactus Jack and Sting used to tear the the roof down. They would go out and have the best matches on the card on WCW when they had their feud. For a year. And, you know, Sting and and Cactus work so good together. And I want to see what TNA can deliver in this cage tonight when you've got Cactus Jack, Mick Foley, and Sting. Now, granted, both of them are, are a little past their prime. Well, past their prime. Sting front. can barely yeah. move anymore. Mick Foley, yeah, he's kind of big. He's he waddles. He waddles. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? The psychology that both of these men have—they usually bring out the best in each other—and I think we're in for a for one hell of a treat. And I can only hope that's the main event. I don't think it will be, but it should be. It's well. You know what? I'd be shocked if it wasn't. A, you got your world champion. B,
2: you yeah. got your your most mainstream recognizable um, wrestler in the promotion, other than Sting, maybe other than Kurt Angle, and I would be shocked, Double J, if they didn't have the world championship match as the main event. But I could only hope, and I'll go so far as to say, that this is the blow-off match. You think? Oh, yeah, Definitely. No question. I, I, I really hope so. And I, I, I mean, speculation has been running wild over the internet this past week as to what might happen. And I, I really think that uh, um, Foley will do the honors and do the right thing and, um, and put Sting over. Double yeah. J,
1: your thoughts? I think that Foley is going to walk away tonight, the TNA World Champion. You do? I do. Well, you're alone. Uh, maybe I am, but I'm going for it. All right. Well, and, and of course,
2: if it's not the blow-off, then that would be the angle and the impetus behind it not blowing, that have being the blow-off. And of course, putting Foley over would, would be that impetus and with an extended program between the two. Did
1: you say impotence?
2: Impetus. There is not impotence in the shark vernacular and vocabulary, and if there at some point might be, there's always Cialis.
1: I don't know, man Did we order pizza? Do what? Are, are we having pizza? If you and Dave want to order pizza, you're on your own. <laughs> I'm not paying for pizza this time. <laughs>
0: you did last time. We
1: chipped in. At least I did. Or we
2: had
0: a couple of cheap I did, bastards. I did too.
1: Or
2: we had a cheap... Ba- oh, okay. Good. We won't mention the, the cheap bastard.
1: He's not here tonight. No, Jason, we,
2: we won't mention him. You cheap bastard, Jason Clevitz. You, <laughs> you can afford afford snake feed, but not afford to pay for yourself All right, when you're looks, invited. But, but
3: anyways, we, we should be able to do the uh, Mick Foley interviews, Cactus Jack clip uh, when we go to our first break.
1: And ladies and gentlemen, after a wonderful double team move, a double team power bomb slash... Uh, Diamond Cutter Maneuver Delivered by the Motor City Machine Guns They are still Your IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions And you know what Except for uh,
2: The Japanese Guys who kind of Did their best to uh, Incorporate their Their style into this match But you know what Anytime you see the The Machine Guns And LAX in a match You're going to be treated To something special Because these guys Have chemistry Like no other two tag teams that there are in my humble opinion in the world of pro pro wrestling right now Jeff
1: I'm gonna go I'm gonna agree yes definitely
3: definitely the most cohesive team uh, that you could ever hope to see but I mean LAX and uh, LAX and uh, the Motor City Machine Guns definitely dominated No Limit but the guns are the winners
1: absolutely and uh I still think those those belts huh. are just so
0: small though. They're, they're just. Those IWGP. They're, they're, they're junior
3: tag team
2: championship belts for I believe in New Japan Pro Wrestling. The the criteria for IWGP is junior tag team division is
3: under two hundred pounds. I think. Welcome to uh, Santo Loco into the chat room. Uh, very happy to see you here tonight, man. Good to, good to hear from you.
0: <laughs> wow, we've got an interview going on right now with with
1: Abyss, or as I call him, Abacus.
3: Yeah, and so sure uh, count, but you know, he's telling Lauren she's the greatest girlfriend you could ever hope for, and she kind of rolls it, rolls her eyes. Wait, are they like an <laughs> item?
0: Supposedly, supposedly,
3: in Abyss's mind, they are. Oh, yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah,
3: right. But guys, very very solid first hour here for this uh, TNA Lockdown pay-per-view. I and mean, with that no,
1: being said. I liked
3: it, like Kane, I liked it when Abyss did not talk. I agree, totally, totally.
2: You
1: know what, I used to sit back and I'm thinking, I wonder what it would be like if Kane talked. And then he started talking, I'm like, <laughs> didn't like oh, it, did oh, did morning, shut <laughs> up. You didn't like it, did you? Shut up. You didn't like it, did you?
0: What oh, the hell boy. happened? What? Shut up, Kane. Suck okay. <laughs> okay, Kane, shut up. Voice
3: box works. Oh boy! Well,
1: oh hey!
0: Look, he's got he's got Kane's voice
1: box. He's talking to Matt Morgan. On that note, I think it's time we take our first commercial break of the night. Today. Well, this has been going very smooth. It has
0: been. i i in this. We're gonna we're
1: gonna play for all those for all those who missed it, and, and that would include myself. We're gonna play to you the Mick Foley. Cactus Jack interview from this last Thursday
0: in a this
1: that being said we'll be back in a few moments right here on Sunday Night Showdown oh, with continuing so good live in coverage impact. of the impact
6: zone thank you thank you so much uh, as you guys saw things got a little things got a little crazy in the impact zone last week Foley was, that was busted wide open. And things are going to get even crazier on April 19th at lockdown when Sting and I are locked inside the Six Sides of Steel. So I thought what I would do in the interim period is kick back, relax, have a little bit of fun, and interview one of the true, true greats that the world of wrestling has ever known. For those of you who said it couldn't be done, yeah, it's going to be done. If you would, put your hands together. All the way from Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, say hello to
0: Jack. You
6: you think this is funny, Mick? You think this is some kind of a joke? (laughs) I thought, why don't you shut your mouth? You don't think the people know that we share the same legs, breathe with the same lungs, talk with the same mouth. Yet there are distinct differences between the two of us, Mick, because you have no heart, no guts, and no spine. Hey, 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 hold up there, Hotshot. You're you're talking to the guy who lost an ear in a match in Germany and continued to wrestle. No, I'm not talking about that guy. Make no mistake about it, Mick. That guy was me. You, losing an ear, would find solace in the near- nearest banana split, you gluttonous son of a... Wait, wait, no, wait, no, 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 hold on. I'm calling the shots around here. Why don't you tell me where you were, Mick, on the night of July 22nd, 2007? Well, how am I? You know where you were. You were in San Diego, weren't you, Mick? Well, why don't I tell you where you were? At the Comic-Con, signing little pretty copies of your book. Trying to create a little buzz of excitement for your next sellout. You had dinner at Croce's, your favorite place. And when you walked out, Mick, you heard the word thief, stop thief. And you saw two youths run by. And you know what you did? You did nothing, Mick. You let it walk by. You let it transpire and you didn't lift a finger to help. Why? Well, because there was no way that I could get. Shut your mouth! The fact is, you didn't try because you lost the heart, the guts, and the desire a long time ago. I am so tired of you cashing the checks that this body wrote of you writing stories about my life, of you living off the reputation that I formed. And make no mistake about it, Mick, your days are out as far as wrestling inside this ring. You want to be the shareholder, that's fine. But when you're locked inside those six sides of steel, get the little sneakers at home because I'm lacing up the leopard skin. Keep the the sweatpants in the closet. I'm opting for a little classic Cactus Jack. Because I will not let you... I will not let you have my moment of glory when I vanquish my greatest rival.
0: Well, Nick, don't Shut your mouth! Shut it! Shut it! Shut it! Don't you see what's going on
1: here? You lazy! No not touch And welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown. And uh, yeah, but apparently we've uh, we've started the Matt Morgan, who looks like he has a bag of tax. I guess he stole from Abyss. <laughs> in this, opposed uh, to a bag of snakes. Right, there you go. Yes, a uh, a bag of tax that Matt Morgan is going on. And and this is what the. How many times has Matt Morgan and Abyss had a match at a pay per view? I I'm just. Really sure? We got. We got. we Echo. 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 Oh, it's glass. It's not tax. A it's bag glass. of income tax. What? Yes. What the? F- oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, a I- dangerous weapon of professional uh, wrestling. A bag, a bag of, of income, income tax. tax. That's right. Well, there
2: was an echo in my headset, and I'm like, "What?" I'm watching Harmony do income tax, and we're watching Matt Morgan having a bag of tax, and which we- is more enjoyable? I think it's Harmony doing taxes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Look no. at the shards of glass
0: oh, yes.
1: Wow Wow Shards of glass in a match
2: Okay awesome. so let me get this straight So
1: Sting and
2: Cactus Jack Are supposed to have this Off the hook Hardcore match correct Later on the world heavyweight title Yet we've already been subjected to shards of glass In this
3: match I say it's too much even for me. The rules of this match are you cannot be pinned until you're bleeding. Abyss is now bleeding profusely, and uh, Matt Morgan tries to continue the punishment. Is not bleeding profusely
2: one of the most overused phraseologies in the history of professional wrestling? Harmony?
5: Sure, but you know what's not? What? Bleeding like a stuffed pig. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's stuck. Duck. Stuck. Big. stuck. stuck. I, I'd say, you know, that's got to be right, right up there with, uh, he, beat him like, he beat him like a rented mule.
0: Oh, my God, he's got a family.
3: Well, I didn't know I could do that that well. Uh, five years of listening to, Jeff, to Double J, I'd do that. Yes, somebody uses that term quite often. Yes. Not one of us, but it's somebody in this room. Anyways, <laughs> Choke Slam by Abyss on Matt Morgan. The Blueprint. We've never
2: really been explained to about that nickname, we, Double J. Well,
1: he's the blueprint for the perfect wrestler. That's
2: oh, the, that's the whole gimmick.
1: Yeah, I know. And, and
2: like, no, no, I don't like it at all. Anyways, his his gear looks like a like he was hiding out in the in the closet at Chris Jericho's for a week and decided he was going to come up with this logo.
1: I don't know, you know, but you guys were just alluding to the whole, you know, he's got a family thing. Well, you know what? I'll change it up for you tonight. Uh oh. And this one is for a bit, okay? Okay. My God, he's got a girlfriend. He's got a girlfriend, damn it. Oh, the humanity.
0: He's been broken in half. He's got a girlfriend. Are
1: you happy? Are you happy now? Uh, yes, yes. that what you wanted. Show Something you different. Wanted to to you. That's Something it. Something different. Right. Okay,
2: there you go. That's right. And I, I think soon as Rudy Charles stands behind Abyss for a couple of minutes, waiting to take the bump with a high cross body bo- block from uh, the blueprint, Matt Morgan. Um, you know, I, we, we discussed in previous shows, uh, Double J, that maybe one time we were going to have uh, a Double J's impersonation wrestling show.
1: That would be a long show. Well... We'll, we'll have
2: we could book more
1: time. We'll see. Okay, all right, that'd be fine. We, we got to talk about some Our money here. Yes, money. yes. Okay. I don't play for free.
2: <laughs> we'll, we'll talk to the uh, talk to the finance department at Sunday Night Showdown. Maybe they can She's open up. The maybe they can open up the purse strings and, and pay you for your oh for your time. god. He,
3: he crushed the uh, the the glass against uh, Matt Morgan's forehead and then took it all the way across. Oh, well, yeah, I, don't I don't know, know where he's using using right now.
1: Can somebody tell me what the rules of this match are? As, as Abyss has walked out of the cage and has grabbed a steel chair, I, I'm just. I don't really know what's going on in this pay per view. Why do you get to leave the cage?
0: Here as, comes Stevie
1: Richards. Wow, does he ever look different? Dr. Stevie.
0: But, who does uh,
2: not want Abyss to use weapons anymore, and
3: that is part of his psychological analysis even though he used glass 5 minutes ago one referee got knocked out a second referee got is now in the ring and yeah in the cage match abyss left the cage just when you thought TNA uh, could have four logical matches in a row they break their streak at 3 i do, i think we need to be for the rest of the pay-per-view very
2: explicit on the rules of the upcoming matches Okay, there are obviously explicit stipulations for each each match that we uh, that we need to have you update on us. Well,
3: yeah, well, this match was, you must be bleeding to be to be pinned. Both guys are now b- bleeding, obviously. But I didn't know about you were able to leave the cage. I the didn't think you'd be allowed to. No? Honestly, I didn't think you'd be allowed to.
1: Dr. Stevie, Stevie, Dr. Stevie Richards. Wow.
3: Doctor. And could
1: the BWO be
2: far behind?
3: <laughs> <laughs> you must have been reading the chat room. Because that's what they're talking about. Hey, yeah, you can use glass, Abyss, but just don't use a chair. Yeah, the fact that uh, Abyss hasn't gone back to the to his old ways is a little disappointing. He's been in, in this fashion for way too long. Sorry to cut you off He has got his own bag of income tax right now. <laughs>
2: and Doctor Stevie enters the ring. He's going to try to stop Abyss
3: from using the tax in his suit and tie and everything. I don't know... Uh-oh. For everybody who wanted a Stevie Richards versus Abyss uh, feud starting at uh, at Sacrifice next month in May, I think you're about to get it. And Matt Morgan goes Bruce <laughs> Hart on Abyss. A hidden low blow in a match in, in wow. match with Tax. He had to hit the low blow after the referee had been uh, looking the other way. Wow. And Matt Morgan... Uh, Power
2: bombs, abyss onto the tax and covers him for the one two and the three and there's your winner the blueprint Matt Morgan on TNA's lockdown
1: with help from Dr Stevie
0: <laughs> whether he wanted
1: it or not absolutely could could Dr Blue Meanie be far behind he possibly could. <laughs>
0: Alright, well let's uh, Once Alright, well The
3: uh, WWE Draft Took place this week uh, We haven't had a chance To talk about it And Supplemental Draft and On supplement WWE.com
2: Tomorrow night On Raw, of course The uh, much anticipated Rematch between uh, Triple H And uh, Randy Orton Yes Main event on Raw Tomorrow night That should be a lot of fun and we'll Definitely uh, I really think that uh, And you know wide internet speculation you don't have to be a rocket scientist to figure out that all of a sudden Smackdown looks like Raw but there's one thing missing and that there's no champion other than Ray Ray on Smackdown both world champions the WWE champion and the world heavyweight champion
3: now on Raw I don't think that'll last very long. No. Obviously, they're uh, looking ahead to uh, the next pay-per-view, which is Backlash, uh, one week from today. And, of course, we'll be here with live coverage. You will? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Uh, I will bring pizza, gentlemen,
2: next week from my favorite pizza establishment here in Calgary. Wait for it. Papa John's. Nice. Yes. Excellent.
1: Just one harmony over. Yes. Well, you know what?
2: (laughs) You guys were all over the Vern's, and we had it for a couple of shows.
0: And you know what?
3: Two words for Vern's. Too doughy. Too doughy. Well, I never found that with your guys' pizza. That's pretty no. True. Your, your guys' pizza was fantastic. A lot of some sports, but pizza was second to none. Uh, Unless, of course, there was somebody in the
2: kitchen that had a, a hate on for harmony and fucked with their food. But we won't discuss that right no, now. No, not at all. Oh, it's the new Samoan biker look for Samoan Joe.
1: What is up with this? I don't know. And, his, his one warrior nation. <laughs> Samoa Joe. One warrior nation of domination. Well, exactly. I mean, did he not tell AJ Styles what last week that uh, his nation was a, was a one-man nation? I mean, what, we're trying to make him the ultimate warrior now? I mean, come on.
2: I think Austin I think Kong should be in Samoa Joe's nation.
1: You know, they, they fit together. They should be a couple. Maybe they are. We just don't know about it. Well, we know that, that Kurt Angle and uh, what's-her-face... Rocka Khan.
2: Khan.
0: that's right. The item.
2: Well, and you know, to steal a term from Sean Avery, I believe that, and Harvey's kind of what the fuck is he going to say next? But yes, Kurt Angle is is kind of gone a little Sean Avery because I hear that he has attained the sloppy seconds of Scott Steiner in Rocket Khan. Wow. Of course, you all know for in, in this neck of the woods, Sean Avery made disparaging remarks here in Calgary over in Canada. Uh, the, the, the day of a Dallas Stars Calbee Flames game When he made reference To Calissa Flockhart Who of course Is going out with And living with Calbee Flames defenseman a- Alicia Cuthbert Alicia Cuthbert Thank you Calissa Blockhart Is
6: with Harrison Ford. Ford Well you know I just wanted to Make sure you guys Were listening
3: Holy Calissa Blockhart Is about 25 years Older than Dion That's good So you were listening Got
1: engaged to Harrison Ford You were
2: listening That's good Because you're all Doing You're doing Income taxes You're doing Computer shit You're doing I don't know What you're doing But I just threw That nobody in that ever knows That that you were Actually listening And, and of course uh, Sean Avery made reference to the fact that uh, every other guy in the NHL including Dion Phaneuf Calgary Flames defenseman um, wanted his sloppy seconds and that got him nothing but suspended and now he's with the New York Rangers and they're doing quite well Dave
3: yeah the Rangers are doing fantastic they're up 2 nothing on Washington right? and Sean Avery
2: very good friends did you know this with one Hunter Hurst Helmsley I did well, no, not know that a word of a lie
3: I did not or know that. Big hockey fan. But uh, we talk about uh, we talk about the supplemental drafts, and we talk about it from a local perspective. Well, now hold on. Yeah, yeah, I know where you're going.
1: Before you get, there, you know, you have no idea. Before we go any further, you made reference to this earlier about the about the flames not being in the house for very long. So choke flames, choke, choke flames, choke. You, you know did it twice. Well, and you know what? Twice, two
2: games in a row, they had two game two two to nothing leads. And blew it both Friday, or pardon me, Thursday, and last night. So you know what? If, if they cannot afford to go down three nothing, and and you got to think they're going to come out pedal to the metal tomorrow night at home against the uh, <laughs> the uh, the upstart and phenomenally fast and big. And I'm not talking about her breasts. <laughs> the Chicago Blackhawks.
1: Flotation floozies in the house. So, okay, and alluding back, excuse me, to the to the draft that you were just talking about locally. Now, what were you going to say?
3: That uh, Harry Smith was supplementally drafted to uh, ECW as well as Natalia, which means that the Stampede Bulldogs with Natalia by their side is a very plausible plausibility. It is now, with well, both Natalia and, H- and D.H., very DH. Well, D- my apologies. It, it, is, it is
0: possible,
1: but I don't think we're going to see them as the Stampede Bulldogs. Obviously, no,
0: no. Why would they
1: do that? Well, exactly. But it would be nice to see DH and Tyson <laughs> Kidd team up in some role. And I was very happy to see DH Smith get drafted to ECW. Yep, I think def- that's yeah. a good
0: fit for him. And they're definitely.
1: I honestly think that he could uh, he could be a big star there. I mean, yep. With the landscape of ECW right now, you've got Swagger, you've got Christian, you've got Tyson Kidd, you've got Evan Bourne, and there's you've got matches, Mark Henry. There's some
2: matches for for Harry in ECW where really on SmackDown uh, not much, but uh, well, you know, and then the speculation might be, oh boy, now they're going to work the the Heart Foundation angle. But I, I'm, I'm really, I, I don't think that's going to happen. It might, but I don't think so.
1: I don't think so. Tyson Kidd, not a heart. I mean. Granted, I mean he's he's close to being a heart, but he's not quite a heart. I mean, where do you go from there? I don't see the rebirth of the heart foundation. A plausible tag team for those two, they could they could go after the unified tag belts. I think that would that be, would be neat, great. sure. But they could also go their their singles route, and I could even see a good feud between those two at some point. So, well, and and Tyson Kidd and of course Natalia,
2: Natty, if you will, um, have been portrayed as heels. So far in their, their brief um, yeah. You know Time that they've had together on the air On WWE programming And, and they'd have to do something with, with DH because they've done nothing Other than have him in Florida Championship Wrestling on, a, on the odd European tour where he was over Rather large Double J Especially in Britain and as I recall um, Correct me if I'm wrong His first match was with None other than William Regal was that the, Or was it with Carlito
0: I think it was
3: Carlito.
2: Carlito back in the old days yeah it was with
3: Carlito it was He uh, first, did to but his first
2: match in Europe was with William Regal uh, and they loved him they loved him they played Hale Britannia and and, and, and you know I, I really think that the time is now for Harry Smith and uh, um, time will tell what they do with Harry and or Tyson Kitt and Natalia Neidhart together or separately you don't know and uh, that leads me to my weekly or, or bi-weekly um, AAA Lucha Libre update of Jack Evans and Ted Hart Once again yesterday in a uh, tag team tussle With uh, Sean Waltman and Alex Kozlov That once again was the highlight of the show And they had a an two, almost 2 hour and 45 minute show As uh, one of their um, longtime masked workers um, this week passed away at age, I believe, 38, and his name escapes me, but a long-time, um, fantastic worker in AAA. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get some data on him. But Santo
3: saying Abismo Negro. Abismo Negro. Thank you very much,
2: Santo, in the chat room. Abismo Negro, one of the most famous Mexican um, current, I'd say, in the last decade. Uh, wrestlers that there was out there and I'm not sure of the circumstances but certainly it was a shock and, and I obviously I don't speak Spanish but uh, uh, the, off the top of the show I knew something was up and yes in fact Abismo Negro has passed on and uh, we here at Sunday Night Showdown um, give our condolences to the Abismo Negro family and, and they had on the wife and the children and they, you know, don't know the circumstances but uh, very sad
1: so, you do know that that was last month, all right?
3: Okay, okay. So, so this past week's TV show was two hours and forty-five minutes. Correct. Holy cow! They're usually on
2: on Dish Network channel two seventy-three, which is Galavision, Saturday afternoons, they've our time
3: from two to four, but they ran over wow. substantial
2: amount that's, this week. But uh, that's
3: uh, impressive. Yeah, and and you know what? Uh, we're getting the we're getting the word from Santa Loco that AAA yeah. shows are. On DirecTV are always three weeks after they happen. Okay, but I've been watching
2: it on Dish on Network, which is probably the same elapsed time period as, yeah, as DirecTV. But uh, very impressed, once again, with the match. And they had a match last week, too. Uh, but this week, a lot less interference from, from Conan, who had his own particular uh, uh, main event match with uh, a Canadian. We'll talk about him later.
0: Uh, <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> 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 I cannot uh, imagine. But the Ted Hart,
2: Jack Evans, uh, <laughs> Sean Waltman, Alex Kozloff Batch once again was a, was a treat to watch. And some of the maneuvers that they were pulling off were unbelievable. Jack Evans looks like a million bucks, and he's probably done a million dollars worth of steroids in
3: the last year. But uh, I'd like to see that. Yeah, and, if you could get that on VHS for a shark, that'd be great. Well, that's what I've got at home. So, uh... oh, okay, that'd be great. Yeah, <laughs> but uh,
2: you know, and it's and the show is a lot of fun. There's, um, there's 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 so many mass wrestlers, but there's uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of action, and I seriously enjoy the show. I uh, um, I actually this past week <laughs> watched a little bit of Cage Collision, the latest Ring yeah. of Honor pay-per-view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How was that? Um, in a word. Outstanding. Very well done.
1: You know, Deadeye has a point.
3: Would you like an 8-track
0: <laughs> version of that? <laughs> well, I mean,
3: I I still have... You can still buy a VCR DVD combos. So I got one for Christmas. But, no, but I mean, burning a DVD and hoping it works in a random DVD player is so much more complicated than just making a VHS of it. You know what? I still at home, you know, I'm, I'm PDR-less.
2: Oh, God. I, 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 still, <laughs> I still utilize that damn VCR
1: Every day. And you know what? There's never anything wrong with it. No, exactly. Never. Oh, my oh God. Awesome Gong just did a high-risk maneuver. She over a, a, I believe, a senton. Yeah. And over-rotated. And <laughs> Angelina Love out of the way.
6: With the biggest pop of the night inside
1: of the arena Power. in Philadelphia. I'm surprised the ring is, is still standing at this point. Yeah.
3: Well, that's the thing. Is uh, when Austin Kong came to the ring, she was looking for uh, Angelina Love's blood, and based on what happened uh, this past Thursday night at Impact, she cut
0: the dreads, man. Exactly. We'll I was shocked. The dreads.
3: I was shocked that Kong was uh, was, oh, I was to 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 tie, to tie to her dreads, to the dreads. To the her cage. dreadlocks to the cage. What a great maneuver! Oh, absolutely. That's brilliant. This is a fantastic idea. But uh, they're they're talking uh, in the uh, in the chat room, Shark. That's. Apparently, Jack Evans is very, very over in Mexico right now. So, And you know what? And, and I think that, because I've, I've been watching
2: the show for a while now, is that they're having a real problem with it because um, Ted and Jack are supposed to be part of Conan's main AAA Lucha Libre heel faction. It got so bloody over with the fans that it's not really working.
4: Oh, exactly. had two-count
1: there. She had I had to what, check. I, I Angelina almost got hurt. It. I cannot call the action because I don't know which blonde bimbo is which blonde bimbo. I mean, that's just a problem, wouldn't you say? I mean, we've got uh, one of the beautiful people with Taylor Wilde. I think that's Angelina Love. Awesome Kong, still tied into the cage. Her dreads have been tied by uh, the other...
0: Blonde, the other
2: bimbo. Guy. The other blonde, blonde bimbo. bimbo. I mean, is it really necessary to remember
0: okay, every blonde in bimbo?
2: Too. Or are, we go. I, I'm, I'm <laughs> going like that you have to remember a number then. I like your first premonition of just another blonde bimbo. We just blanket the entire division if they're a blonde bimbo, and then <laughs> some would say that was sexist, but I say fuck you all. It's not sexist. It's just easier for us to give you the description of another blonde bimbo.
3: I think Angelina Love might be uh, might actually be really hurt here. Yeah. I would
2: never ref. I would never reference Rudy Charles, however, as being yep. another blonde bimbo.
3: Angelina, has- yeah, Angelina Love, out. quick three, th- quick three count. The referee was checking on her, and uh, Taylor Wilde was checking on her before she went for a pinfall. She's okay right now, but I think uh, I mean a great idea to tie the the dreads of of Awesome Kong to the cage. Raisha Saeed did absolutely nothing to try to to, to, to uh, escape Kong from the cage.
6: And we but have a new...
3: Angelina Love is the new uh, TNA Women's Champion. A, a, another knockout Canadian... Champion. another Ca- Champion. Knockout yes. Champion, excuse me. Another Canadian is uh, is a world champion right now, so congratulations. Oh, well,
1: what do you fucking do? What, just become a Canadian? I'm, or, sure, or, you I'm sorry, program? I'm cheering for oh, the like Canadian. greatest thing ever What is with you Canadians. <laughs> Oh, another <laughs> Canadian world champion.
5: Yeah. Why do you think that you're here?
3: Because oh. you're lucky. <laughs> okay. Because you're lucky? We can have you in Montana in about three hours. You know that, right? <laughs> <One other laughs> what? out of my
1: house in like five, five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Through the window. With shards of glass
3: emanating from your forehead. Yeah, exactly. Did you ever watch
1: the Fresh Prince of Bel- uh, Bel-Air growing up?
3: Occasionally, yeah. Remember
1: when they used to throw jazz out? Yeah, I, I do, do, actually. Something like that. <laughs> Dave weighs a lot more than jazz,
3: though. Oh, boy. Yeah. But, yeah, the uh, beautiful people's prophecy has finally come true. As uh, Team 3D drinking some pre-match beer is uh, is in the crowd here at uh, in the concourse area here in Philadelphia. I never thought I'd say this, but yesterday, upon viewing
2: um, AAA's Lucha Libre wrestling show on Galavision, that Dave, the former... WCW Star,
3: Vampiro, Vampiro,
2: had another Canadian, an excellent title. match, and I never thought I'd say this because
0: who gives
1: a fuck if he's Canadian, Canadian or American? not? It doesn't Holy matter what, he,
2: what his nationality God is. Damn. But he had a wicked match with Conan, and I, I I can't believe I just said that, given the fact that I was referencing Conan. But the two of them had a had a great match. And by the way, for the record, Double J Atlas Security in the house tonight.
1: I see that, and it's looking like Bubba's uh, keeping that diet under wraps. There,
3: <laughs> whose diet? Certainly not his. He's, he's on that seafood diet. You know, he sees food. He eats. It, That's it. Know, it's, it's all good. Yeah, guys, I got to tell you, the buildup for Beer Money in 3D very, very, good. Very, very well very done. Uh, Jeff, you were talking about how you wanted to see uh, Mick Foley versus Sting. This is the match I'm looking forward to. Is uh, is 3D? and and beer money.
1: And, and you know what? Let's let's face it. I think this probably could be the best match of the night. Oh, uh, definitely. Given the two teams that's going into this. I like how they're building up like the greatest tag teams in history and we're seeing Hall and Nash and we're seeing the Steiner brothers who and I got to be quite honest. Growing up in the 90s, the late 80s, the Steiner brothers were the to me, yeah. were the tag team. Yeah. They beat out the Road Warriors as far as I'm concerned. As being one of the best technical tag teams out there, Road Warriors were just power. Power. The Steiner right. brothers could go out there and, and wrestle, wrestle your ass.
2: And even Rick. <laughs> you know, in those days, Scott did the majority of the wrestling, but Rick could wrestle with the best of them.
1: Oh, he could, and even Scott. Back before he was, you know, three sizes smaller.
2: Oh my God! Did you guys see that? Yeah. The the old um, NWO gimmick to <laughs> New Japan Pro Wrestling ran, and, and they and they had the uh, Steiners with them. This is from a Tokyo Dome show. You know, um, I think that coming up soon, TNA, if they already haven't. Global
3: Impact 2? Global two, Impact. Is not coming yet. up? It's coming up. You haven't missed it. Okay, that's good. But Keep me posted on that. Definitely. Yeah. Getting
1: back to the tag team thing I was talking about. <clears throat> to me, the Steiner brothers were the perfect tag team. Um, you know, they had the mat skills. Speed and power.
0: Speed and yeah. power.
1: And Scott Steiner, when he did the Frankensteiner, would, that it was just the most amazing move. At that point in time. Now, going back and looking at it, he killed people with that move. Like, he literally killed people with that move. Like, at first, yeah. boom, boom, you're fucking dead. Yeah, and it looked like they were
2: dead. <clears throat> I remember 35,000 people, and I believe July of, I'm thinking it was 88, in Vancouver, 35,000 people in BC Play Stadium, main event, host house show house show, 35,000 people, BC Place Stadium in Vancouver, main event, Hulk Hogan and Sergeant Slaughter and the semi-main event were the Steiner Brothers and a recently arrived tag team, now, maybe my year is out because you know how my memory is, recently arrived tag team of the Road Warriors or the Legion of Doom and the finish of the match was the Frankensteiner uh, by Scott Steiner on, on Animal and that was the biggest pop Volume-wise, in BC Place Stadium, the whole night, bigger than the leg drop of, of Hogan on, on, on Slaughter, and the fans just absolutely
3: loved the Steiner Brothers. Absolutely. Unreal. Uh, we t- you're, you're talking about a, a house show or, or shows on Canada. Show. Yeah, 35,000. Well, when you got one hour a week on uh, Maple Leaf Wrestling, that was people were starved for that was it Um, but speaking of uh, local television according to a couple of websites I've been checking out apparently WWE is going to be at Edmonton the second uh, Tuesday of August which means that hopefully although they haven't officially announced it that Calgary Calgary will have uh, Raw although I have a feeling that it will probably be Vancouver with Raw and Edmonton with Smackdown and ECW and that we could get shut out again but I'm. I hope I'm wrong on that harmony.
5: Not so coming back to Calgary anytime soon, for sure, for sure, for sure. And I wouldn't cross my fingers over Edmonton.
3: Well, apparently it's on WWE. It but, is. But, it things, is. With, but w- 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 things can change at a with moment's it. notice.
5: Okay. Well, maybe Edmonton might get it. Calgary ain't getting it. Calgary doesn't draw. Calgary couldn't even draw can- for a house show. Show. the last house show that they had here. Fifteen it was paper. hundred people. Calgary the paper.
3: Can- at the corral. Yeah. Calgary can't draw because they haven't given anything for Calgary to watch. I mean, yeah, uh, Eddie and and Kurt was apparently a great match.
5: Okay, so but the
3: rest of the card was terrible that night. It actually, was, awful. I remember, yes, awful.
5: You're saying that they're not giving anything for Calgary to watch. Well, they're selling out other places, and Calgary's a more sophisticated audience. are giving us
2: actually, Carmen You mentioned that they're selling out other places. Actually, and in cold hard facts, and not from the WWE propaganda. Website, but WWE house show attendance, guys, in the last six months is up, an astonishing thirty
3: percent. Wow, that's they incredible. must they must have cut their prices. They have cut their prices. Well, then that's probably it. But they're,
5: so they're bringing in more of a profit as well. Their their profits are up as well, even though they've cut the profit.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I no, we're good. Okay. I, I, I think a, a big part of it has to be those those price cuts because, like, I mean, there's a couple of events that are coming to Calgary that, that are too expensive for me. If they were half the price or a third of the price, I'd definitely be there. But uh, because of how expensive they are, I'm not going. I think so. the guy in the graphics department in the
2: truck tonight is going to get fired as he uh, had on the graphics underneath beer money, the... Uh uh, IWGP Tag Team Champions, and of course, Uh-oh. that's not the case, they are the current and reigning TNA World Tag Team Champions, and of course, Team 3D, the current and reigning IWGP Tag Team Champions. This is for, a, for well, both <clears throat> sets of belts.
1: Yeah, this is for both sets of belts, and I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. Beer money should go over all the way in this match, but let's, in let's Philly, face it. let's face it, yes, in Philly, because that's the way you put over a tag team like Beer Money, who have busted their ass in the last year and become the best tag team in this business today. And that is, Double J, isn't
2: that what you utilize your best veterans for? Is for when the time is right to put over your best up-and-coming young talent. Of the biggest shows is to put over your best on up and coming young talent because if you put them over, that's what it means the most.
1: Absolutely. That's exactly the point that we're trying to stress. Yeah. Here's the thing with Team 3D. Okay? This is two guys that quite frankly are lucky to be considered at the status that they are. I never thought 3D... The, the Dudleys, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Not great wrestlers. that great of a tag team. Hardcore. They had a couple good yeah. spots. Yep. They did a lot of hardcore wrestling. They should not be ranked upon the legends of tag team wrestling. Bubba, get the tables. You know? You know? I don't give a shit if you had 30 reigns as tag team champions in 15 fucking different companies. Okay? You're not great wrestlers. The point is, James Storm has proven himself in the singles ranks. He was a great asset to America's Most Wanted. But with Robert Roode, those He's guys a great are young wrestler. He really is. Robert
3: Roode is a fantastic wrestler.
1: And at some point when those guys separate, they're both gonna have great singles careers. But right now is the time for these gentlemen to be recognized as the greatest tag team in this industry. They are. There's nobody else who even yeah.
3: They're better the than candle. the Cologne brothers.
1: Well, absolutely. Yeah. But I just don't like seeing this whole Oh, the Dudleys are the greatest tag team of all time. Who have they beaten to be the greatest tag team of all time? Did they beat the Steiner brothers? No. The, what they beat public enemy? Big whoopy they, they beat the APA? Who
0: gives <laughs> they beat the Hardy Boys?
1: Do I really give a shit? They beat the BWO. <laughs> Whoop fucking When you can beat We're Vader,
0: over. when you
1: beat Vader and Bam Bam Bigelow, who are the IWGP Tag Team Champions? Yep. When you beat the Road Warriors, when you beat the Steiners, when you beat names in this business that mean something, then come back and say you're the greatest tag team of all time.
3: So it's the quality of the opponents rather rather than. The, I'm not disagreeing with you. But you're saying it's the quality of the opponents you've beaten rather than the number of reigns you've had. Well, who the fuck did he beat in E C W. No, Seriously. I'm not disagreeing with you. No, I just but,
1: yeah. but give me that. Who yeah, did they uh, beat in ECW to beat? Snakes LCC? saying the
3: eliminators.
1: The Eliminators were an okay tag team.
3: If somebody could check okay. that on, online for uh, who the Dudleys uh, won their tag titles from in ECW, I'd really appreciate it. And you know what? The RBD and Sabu, apparently, is the is the, 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 well. the
2: amount... Okay, RVD and uh, Sabu. That was a good match. But consistently over the course of their careers, i still got to say that the Steiners are number one, just for the simple fact of the amount of top-notch world-class tag teams that they fought against, but the least of which is the amount of time that the two of them spent in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Their ongoing feud for a number of years, with Masahiro Chono and Katsuki Sasaki, I don't know if you guys have seen those matches, were, were, were <laughs> unbelievable, gesundheit. Thank you. Uh, and, you know, yes, they've, they've been around North America, and been on every major show and been the tag team champions of every major promotion that they've been in. great. Uh, you know I find them entertaining. I, I really like um, They're, that's, but I like Bubba's promo skills. It's I gotta, good I gotta tell you probably, I enjoy them but as far as one of the greatest tag teams of all times, there are no Nick Bockwinkle and Ray Stevens. Thank you very much
1: Double J. They are no Kurt Hinnig and, and Scott Hall. And... Right. De- they are no Beverly Brothers.
2: They're, they're no Beverly Brothers. Dusty exactly. Rhodes and Dick Murdoch. <laughs> <laughs> they're no Dusty Rhodes and Dick Murdoch. Let me tell you that. The they're Beverly no Crusher and Bruiser. They're no Mad Dog and Butcher Vishon. Oh, they're demonic. no Killer Bees. Okay, yeah, maybe they are.
0: <laughs>
6: they're no Demolition. Axe Smashing. Mm-hmm. Crushed. Crushed.
1: Anyway.
2: Brian Adams. Yep. But
6: anyway, said, you know what, no guys, mechanic. I think. Gotta-
3: Chronic, no oh, what? Oh, chronic,
0: they're no love
3: chronic. chronic. They're no head shrinkers thanks to Deadeye. Eye. I, I got to tell you, thirty percent of the crowd in Philadelphia is probably here tonight for this because of this match and Bubba's promos. Juggernaut against Chronic in a in a oh,
6: WCW oh Thursday Thunder in Kelowna. Oh, YouTube God. it. Juggernaut and Chronic.
1: I'll go so far as to even say they're no bushwhackers, and the bushwhackers as the sheepherders were fucking badass. Oh, yeah. They were violent. And you but know what? The Bushwhackers, they were watered down, child friendly jokes of their former selves.
2: You, you guys should have seen them back in the day when Stu Hart first brought them in to the Stampede Wrestling. Yeah, they they were, were violent. Genuinely, you know, you talk about the fans here in, in Western Canada being genuinely afraid of Bad News Allen, genuinely being afraid of Jason the Terrible, genuinely being afraid of of some of the biggest heels, Abdullah the Butcher, but you know what? When the, when the, when the Sheeper first came to Stampede Wrestling, the, the fans were just generally across the Western Canadian landscape,
1: afraid of them. Uh you know what? Tenacious Snake's got a point in the chat. <laughs> There's no bombastic Bob in Bodacious Part.
3: No. There's oh no boy. New Midnight
1: Express. That's right. No. Wow. Boy, that was a
3: bad gimmick.
1: Was it not? Yeah. And
3: it, well, fortunately, well, because of the whole, uh, brawl for all thing, that didn't last very long. You know, and
1: I know that that Jason
2: Clevett's boss on Slam Wrestling Sports wrote a book, The Greatest Tag Teams of All Time. I say we should uh, devote a show, maybe the front half of the show, Double J, should be to your impersonations of great wrestlers over the course of time, and the second half of the show should be the worst tag teams of all time.
5: Oh, I don't know. That would be a lot Worst of fun. Worst tag teams. Worst tag
2: teams of all time. Yeah. Maybe we should have Omar on the show, the jobber, <laughs> to discuss some of the greatest
3: botches of you know, all time. You know what? He's He has, speaking of VHSs, he has yeah. a... Uh, he, he's Botchamania. Oh, he's compiled three or four six-hour VHSs he's lent me over the years. And, God, is it some horrible, horrible stuff. Do a search of Botchamania on YouTube. You'll, you'll piss your pants. It's so funny. The... Canadian Horsemen, uh, the British Bulldogs, one of one of the best teams, and you know, you know what? Unfortunately, Dynamite, despite all the crap with Dynamite in the last five years, Dynamite himself and the Bulldogs don't get enough credit in the history of tag teams.
1: Oh, I agree. Um, I'm a little confused as we've started this match in the crowd.
3: It's a cage match in the crowd. Yeah, and know, uh, Don West's twin brother is, is running security. Yes,
1: right? I, I'm, I'm security. trying to understand. How this works? Well,
2: they did say, and we didn't have Dave. Matches. We didn't have Dave give his stipulation, but the stipulation is double J that this is a Philadelphia street fight slash cage match. So they yes. can go anywhere. Um, uh, Bubba Ray said in, in the in the uh, pre-match promo that in fact that they could end. Of course, James Storm having his quick beer, but they could fight anywhere, out in the street or in the arena. And so far, they haven't hit the street yet, but they've been fighting where. Mostly everywhere except in the cage.
1: Then why not book it as a fucking Falls Count Anywhere street fight that doesn't have anything to do with the cage and just wrestle wherever the fuck you want? Well, it's Seriously. an all-cage pay-per-view, so... Well, but this is stupid. This is this is why I get... This is why you don't like lockdown, right? Because it's gimmick palooza inside a cage or outside right. of a cage every right, well. fucking year. But... Honestly, it's one of the best pay-per-views they have every but year. But it, it's different. It's
2: well, different. you, know, you yeah. know
3: what, guys? They treat, TNA treats this show as the SummerSlam slash number two show of their entire year. Bound for Glory is number one in October, and number two is, uh, is Lockdown. And, I mean, even Trey and Adam were talking about it a couple of weeks ago, that TNA, if they were smart, they would... The, the day after this show, tomorrow, they would have a six-month plan because they know exactly what they're going to book for Bound for Glory. Oh,
1: hold on, hold on. Setting day after, up, we've got beer money. They've got Brother Devon. They're on the ring steps. The table set up behind them, and Devon is suplexed through the table. And
2: he's very lucky, Double J, that he didn't catch the back of his neck on those steel steps while being put through the table because he only missed it by about an inch.
1: Yeah, and Robert Rood still held on and was uh, was suplexed over as well. Look at the replay of this. Very close, Jesus to the Murphy. What are you doing?
3: Are an on storm. Yeah, he was about six inches away. Oh. Wow. But yeah, Robert Roode goes over as well, and uh, Bubba Ray uh, bladed himself underneath the ring.
0: You didn't see that.
3: No, I well I did, but <laughs> what you, were, you had a you had a
2: Dave cam underneath the
3: well, underneath well, you the apron. D- <laughs> Jesus! The Come on, Elvis. you don't
2: expect us to believe the that. The
3: Flying Elvises were actually pretty good in, in those first two or three. What games are the Flying Elvises, Nevada
2: chapter. I think well, obviously <laughs> the uh, the uh, the lowest in the chat room have uh, been coming up. Keep it keep it going, guys. Give us some of the what you perceive to be the the worst tag teams of all time.
1: Oh, uh, I, I've got a question. Uh, they're asking me where Big Daddy V is right now. Uh,
3: Hopefully, having gastric bypass surgery. <laughs>
1: I, I'm assuming that Mabel is still wrestling in the Memphis area with Jerry Lawler.
3: Probably, I think so. Yep, and yep. putting Jerry Lawler over. Of course, and and he, he's
1: really big in Memphis. Like he's he's a big deal. Oh been, yeah, he finished he's, like he's third or fourth anywhere, in the mayoral
3: but... election in Memphis.
1: No, I'm talking about Mabel. I'm not talking about oh. Lawler. <laughs> oh, okay. Mabel is a is a big deal in Memphis. He's, they like he's very regular yep. there. So, I would assume Mabel is still there. And I think Brian Christopher is still there. He?
2: Well, he's got to have a place to wrestle in Daddy's promotion. Certainly nobody else will hire him. No. Well, no got, way. He's
1: got some conduct problems he's got to work out. Still?
2: Wow. You know, I must say that the uh, that the independent wrestling scene in North America is certainly guys on the upswing. Um, Dragonsgate USA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Coming your way, I believe, going to be run by none
3: other than uh, Steve Carino. Did they did they ne- not uh, kind of end their working relationship with Ring of Honor recently? Yes. Yeah. Yes. About a week or two ago. Yes.
2: Yeah. Or, or even I think right before they signed the deal with uh, with High def, with HD Net. But yeah, uh, yeah so there some and, and, and Dragons get dgusa dot something or other um, is their website, and they're apparently going to be having their first show on their own website.
0: Oh, okay, great. great. So that's
2: that's going to be interesting. And, uh, um, you know, I, I it's the the promotion and, uh oh, man.
0: Oh, from the top big, rope. Big
2: bubble bong from the power, from the top rope.
1: That shit will bust the tailbone, man.
2: Oh. Yeah. And Robert Roode sold it bit perfectly. Bobby's going to have a sore butt for a week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so you will go next to ODB.
2: That's, oh. Oh, oh, wow. Nice. Ba, ba, ba.
1: There, there's my tasteless from last wow.
2: night. And good... Good some residual bump off that for sure. Just
3: <laughs> oh, just shut up, Don West. <laughs> yeah, Don, Don West is still in his overselling yeah. uh, capacity. But once once the match with uh, the main mm. event Mafia starts, he'll. Uh, I'm waiting for Taz to come out, beat the living crap out of Don West, and proclaim himself the new
2: color man on TNA. Okay, that's wishful thinking.
1: Not going to happen.
2: Why would he put on his on his uh, on his own Facebook that that? that he's about to make an impact.
1: Well, he is going to make an impact. Obviously, he has signed a contract, but I think that even Wait, though you think he's his gonna contract wrestle? expired, right. I think there's still a no-compete clause okay. for a certain amount of time. Right, that would make and, sense. And he can't show up on yeah. TV. But I'm willing to bet... You think that he's going to wrestle? No. Well, no. What? His days in the ring are done. Yeah.
3: Well, he even posted that in the, in the blog. Two and a half okay. for he, Bubba Ray. He
1: almost stole this one.
3: But, uh. Um, Bubba
1: Ray with a crimson mask.
3: Well, I understand that, uh. It, it, he doesn't have the 90 day don't no compete because his contract ended. It, it still,
5: even when the contract. Uh, ends, they still have. Depending on what the contract stipulates, his may be different because he's not a wrestler. He may have a. Uh, commentator contract which may be different so I guess we'll
1: just have of... yeah bottom line we don't know because we're not in the know. I don't know what the contracts are like in WWE. And yeah. I don't
0: pretend to know that I do.
1: But I would think that there's some there's some sort of no compete clause. You, you would
2: have to think that they knew well in advance that you know that Smackdown was his last go the week of WrestleMania and that they had known for a long time he wasn't going to resign and that it was a mutual agreement, but yes, to protect WWE intellectual programming, that there would have had to have been some no-compete clause so Taz all of a sudden that we couldn't have pulled a Rick Rude and and showed
0: up on yeah, on,
2: on TNA the next day.
0: Oh, I, I
1: think we have a good, uh, bad tag team, Deadeye, and they're no Mean Street Pothy.
6: Oh my God. <clears throat>
1: Joey wow. Adams
6: and Pete Gass. Pete Gass and Joey Adams.
1: Rodney. Yes. What a great three man tag team they were. You never
2: knew who you were
3: going to be facing.
1: That was usually Rodney and, and Pete Gass. Pete,
3: yeah. Wow. Oh, uh, we got the Heavenly Bodies, of course. Mike Enos and,
0: and. The Gigolo, Jimmy Del Rey. Jimmy Del Rey.
3: Yeah. 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 I Ron, liked them. They were good. I liked them. The Gigolo, Jimmy. <laughs>
1: Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey. No, I did not steal my...
3: Gigolo Jimmy Del
0: Rey, gigolo yeah. gimmick from Jimmy Del well, well, some have no,
3: professed no. that you are the illegal
2: homosexual love child of the Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey and Jeff Jarrett. I never said that. I'm only repeating what I heard.
1: Well, who said that? I'll kick their ass.
2: Well, I'm not prepared to say. Yeah, that's right. We're
1: going to buy pizza? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, oh, bringing the tables into the cage.
3: JJ, uh, we got a request from the chat. What is your ultimate uh, favorite ECW moment? We talking like the ECW? The ECW? No, oh, D, D. Your favorite
2: ECW moment of all time, Double J. Uh,
1: when RVD won the television title. I knew you're going to say that? Yeah, yeah. No wait, no wait. wait. No? 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 No. On is that way. the
2: famous where where Bam Bam goes through the ramp? That's what Taz. Yes, Taz and Taz
1: Taz Bam Bam. Taz and Bam Bam. And Bam, Bam. Right. Okay. That was a good moment. Yes. It's a tie-up between those two. I, I really enjoyed both of those moments really well. Then there was the whole, you know, mass transit incident with, with New Jack. That was kind yeah. of cool. Well, well not, it, not, it, not for mass transit. but. It <laughs> right, 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 yeah. And, of course, your, your take on
2: the new Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Champion, Mr. K.L., oh. Jerry Lynn.
0: Now you bring what do you up think another about one? that? Yeah. Now you
1: bring up another one. The it, best match I have ever seen was the original match between RVD and I
3: was just going to say say that myself. At what pay-per-view? Was that?
1: uh, Uh, Living Dangerously.
2: Living
3: Dangerously. There you go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I had to think about it for a second.
3: Looks like beer money going for a Hardy Boys type double double team here. Oh. Missed. Missed.
1: And the second miss coming up. There you go. Wow, we saw that one coming a mile
2: away. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Bubba Ray turning at just the the perfect time.
1: And from get
2: the
3: tables where the crowd was hot, now they're silent. Now their favorite guys aren't uh, aren't in control right now.
0: That um, the neck
3: breaker on I I, D-Von, I know what, what Devon can feed people. Got unfortunately can uh, can look like he's following the script worse than a lot of wrestlers. He he just stood there waiting for that neckbreaker.
1: Well, it's all about positioning. <laughs> as uh, Robert Roode's got Brother Divon, He's going to uh, put him on the table He's calling for Storm to get his ass in the ring
6: Oh wait, no, they're going
1: to the cage
6: To the door oh. And he slams the door on his own partner, Robert Roode he And here's the beginning and end For the 3D through the table And Jeff, it's not going to
2: happen Not tonight In Philadelphia <laughs> They didn't do what was right for business And they didn't do the honors It was all about them and that's what I'll remember about this match.
1: It's always about them. No too, matter who you talk bad. to, they're the greatest draw in professional wrestling, tag team wrestling. They're Team 3D. And you know what, Jeff? I, I, I'm sorry.
2: Maybe I'm, maybe I'm old school. And like I said before in the broadcast, you pick your biggest veterans who are still in the limelight and the fans love to put over your younger, up-and-coming talent. And that's how the business always evolved. In the old days of the territories, that's what you did. And, like, tonight, like in mania, and you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. It didn't happen tonight, and it didn't happen then. And uh, sooner or later, it's got to happen, because that's the, the maturation of the business, is that the youngers become older,s and you have to put them over eventually no matter whether they're baby faces or heels
1: well at this point they may as well take Team 3D and put them on the main event mafia because yeah, they're pretty much doing the same thing the main event mafia is doing and that's keeping the younger talent down
2: but the mafia are heels and Team 3D
1: is there really a difference in they're, tween- well, they're, they're tweeners they're tweeners yeah they suck up to the fans but they play at heel, so what difference does it make?
3: 22-time world tag team champion. And,
1: and here's another thing, okay? I know that Ric Flair is known as being a 16-time world champion, and Triple H wants to be that as well, okay? Triple H is 12, you 12 I think. Said, you just said they're, what, 22 times? Yep. Okay? That means they've lost 21 times. Right. And I'd much rather be a two-time or a three-time tag team champion than... In a 22 time or because that means I've lost 22 times.
2: Double J, Internet Dave, Harmony, do my eyes deceive me? Are the dreadlocks gone from Booker T?
3: Look look at him. No, just tied in the back?
0: They're pulled back.
3: Wow. I was having a Stevie Ray flashback. God, you, Booker T and Sharmel uh, are uh, a very happily married couple but that's probably because they could only be with each other because they wouldn't be with anybody else.
0: What the hell did that mean? Is that another
1: Dave Witticism?
3: <laughs> no, that Paisley would only ever be with Booker because she wouldn't be with anybody else. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, the um, the oh, yeah. this
2: show is <laughs> not being brought to you by the Schizophrenic Society of America or Canada, regardless of the previous uh, comments made by one internet Dave. However, set up for the big
3: cage match between Dave the uh, Lethal Lockdown match? Yes. Uh, we have Kurt Angle, Booker T, Scott Steiner, and Kevin Nash. Father Time. You got Father it. Father Time. Against yeah. Big Lazy. The Wizard. Big Lazy. Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe, AJ Styles, and Jeff Jarrett. Lethal Lockdown, same ru- uh, the stipulation that you were asking about earlier, same rules as war games where uh, guys come in, two guys start, every two minutes somebody else comes in once all eight guys are in the cage they lower the cage so that there's a roof on it the roof contains a whole bunch of uh, weapons that can be used first pin or submission with all eight guys in the ring is the finish and, and whenever you say war games Dave I still have this this
2: visual embedded in my brain double J of the Steiner brothers strapping Abdullah the Butcher into that electric chair <laughs> and the sparks flying man
1: you know what? Uh, somebody just asked, who the hell is with Kevin Nash? Well, I think it's a ring rat, actually. That, that's uh, Jenna Maraska. <laughs> Jenna Maraska, yeah. Is going
3: to be uh, part of a former Survivor winner who uh, is going to be investing with TNA. Again,
1: so, like I said, ring rat.
3: Ring True. rat, ring mark, fallacious,
2: um, uh, financial fallacious. Financial Probably fallacious. Probably is an accurate description. Yes.
1: Are we going with this match next?
2: Apparently. Yes. Oh they're my gonna, God. And they're going to give us the main event. The proper main event
3: is the last match. Dear God. Holy. The holy. world, The world title is the last, uh, is the last match. Holy
0: rusted metal, Batman.
3: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> holy
1: rusted metal. There yeah, uh, you go. I can't believe it. They're actually going to do this right. I'm impressed.
0: Absolutely.
3: Well, guys, let's just go over the, uh, the draft real quick. Uh... MVP to Raw Big Show to Raw Melina to SmackDown Matt Hardy to Raw Triple H to Raw Punk to SmackDown Miz to Raw Kane and Jericho to SmackDown Kozlov to ECW Maurice to Raw Rey Mysterio to SmackDown So both women's championships uh, rotate Obviously we'll have to see uh, between Edge and, uh, and, and John Cena Whoever wins that will probably uh, go to SmackDown a week from uh, a week from tomorrow yeah. but supplemental draft picks if you missed it Mr. Kennedy to raw crime time to smackdown
1: hold, hold, hold on but before we get into this topic okay I think we should take a break all yeah. right yeah. yeah
2: good spot for a break
1: this is a real good spot for a break. Yeah. we'll come back we'll discuss the draft in depth because it's something like, I don't want to like segment it out you know like we started talking about it an hour ago. I want to talk That's about true, the draft yeah. for a little while. Okay? Very important. It is, it is very important. There's new landscape opinion. at WWE. It's very yeah. new. Yes. And there's a lot going to change. So I want to take a quick commercial break while we're setting up for this match. <laughs> Excuse me, I do have a cold. And uh, let's take a quick commercial break. Come All back. Right. We'll We'll preview the match. We'll talk about the draft. And we'll just set things up. How does that sound? Sounds good. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned to Sunday Night Showdown. We'll return in just a few moments with our continuing coverage of TNA's lockdown. All matches in a steel cage. Boom Boom's happy. Oh, yeah. That spells destruction for me later on tonight. (laughs) With that being said, we'll be right back with Sunday Night Showdown
0: after this. And welcome back to Sunday Night Showdown. Technical
1: difficulties abound on Ustream tonight, um, as Samoa Joe is going to make his entrance into the cage in a match that, quite honestly, ladies and gentlemen, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Dave, give us it, an explanation.
3: It, it's the war game rules. The match can't start until... All the oh
0: participants. Here, until
3: all, uh, the, the match can't end until all the participants are in the ring. It's exactly the same rules as War Games. Kurt Angle and Daniels got us started, then Booker, then AJ, then uh, Scott Steiner, then probably Joe, then Nash, then Jarrett. And while we uh, rectified the problems with Ustream,
2: Dave. Yeah. Scott Steiner, who we're guessing is close to 50. Yep, pulled an amazing Frankensteiner up the top rope. Yeah, he
3: did about two or three months ago too, and I yeah. got a. You know what? That tells me that there are a, a, still a lot of old school fans that have stuck with this, with any kind of professional wrestling over the last twenty years or so, and you got to love the old school fans, just thank like us. We've been following. The, we've been <laughs> loving the pro- We've been following the product for over twenty years. I mean, I. I started watching it when I was probably 9 or 10 years old, watching uh, like Stampede what? Wrestling and then Maple Leaf Wrestling back-to-back on Global on, uh, on Saturdays.
2: And uh, since you mentioned Maple Leaf Wrestling, it leads me to uh, remember that uh, uh, the former uh, promo host of, of Stampede Wrestling, Billy Red Lions... Uh, Don't you dare miss it. ...not doing too well in a uh, Toronto hospital uh, suffering from cancer, but uh, Billy Red Lions, in my day... Growing up in the old AWA, yes, Billy Red Lines and Red Bastine, one of the one of the main guys at Cauliflower Alley, were an unbelievable tag team that uh, had some some great feuds with the likes of the Vashons and Crusher and Dick the Bru- Bruiser and and uh,
3: just
1: so many. If I may, Father yes, Time, yes,
3: Father Time, ladies and very gingerly huh? walking down to the ring here, and Joe's coming right out after him. Once again, a cage match. And I can remember this happened at lockdown the year before, last year and the year before, where cage matches did not happen in the cage. And, and seeing, seeing the elbow apparatus <laughs> on, on Father Time, Kevin Nash, um, yeah.
2: uh-huh. reminds, reminds me of the same problem I had the last couple of weeks at Bottoms Up Sports Pub. Like Kevin Nash's elbow, I was suffering from a severe staph infection.
3: <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, Kevin Nash wearing a, a definitely a, a hockey related uh, elbow pad. Yeah, it looks like you know something that maybe doubly that, that Man Ram,
2: the uh, uh, Los Angeles Dodgers batting is yeah. wears at the plate. But yeah, more of a
3: more of a hockey elbow pad. Well, what, am- what amazed me was how much equipment Barry Bonds wore when he uh, when he batted. So when he would draw a walk, which he drew walks several several times, uh, he'd have to take off like ten pounds of equipment as he walked to first base. Were you talking about Barry Barnes or the last six dates of Kevin Nash? Anyways.
0: <laughs> um,
2: this match becomes more interesting and more confusing as we go along. That's, but, that's TNA. Yeah. Daniels with the
1: BME.
3: Oh, yeah. And uh, we had the pleasure of uh, having Christopher Daniels in uh, Alberta at least. Uh, last uh, la- about a year ago, as well as uh, a few months ago in Edmonton, God,
2: Jack but, Daniels, the official drink of
3: Christopher Daniels, I might add. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, Christopher Daniels uh, was was fantastic to deal with. I uh, talked to him for probably about twenty minutes at the last time he was in Calgary. Had a great that was June or July. I think he said he talked to you for ten minutes, but to him it seemed like thirty. <laughs> Anyways, uh, and uh, that's Chris- actually true. Chris- <laughs> yeah, Chris Christopher Daniels, uh, great guy. Uh, Johnny Devine was on that card as well and, uh, and I, I told uh, I've said this on the show before but I told Daniels I said uh, if you could pass a message on to Curryman about, uh, about how much uh, he we're entertained by him he said yeah I'm, I'm uh, Curryman's official messenger and I'll pass on, pass on that message So,
1: well you know with that being said I want to I kind of segue we did take a break uh, an extended break unfortunately the archive um, will be perfect but, we won't be taking any more breaks. We're going to Never. finish this out in the yeah. next hour. Now it's time for the cage top to be dropped. And the tenth time we've
0: heard... The Billy <laughs> Corgan. Billy Corgan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: world is a vampire. The vampire. Mm-hmm. Which is a good
0: song. It's a great song
2: if
3: you're a vampiro. Yeah, I don't know It's
1: it's just a bit much
2: Do you guys
3: remember Lockdown a couple years ago Where uh, Where AJ uh, Did that table spot They took a ladder Up yeah. to the top yeah. And he uh, Maybe storm He put he storm Through a table God That was an insane moment But uh, It was just Incredible And here comes All the weapons Here's where it becomes ECW-esque Yeah Did she finally get Oh God, God. Look at this Did she finally get you To <laughs> sign
2: Double J The prenup is that what that is over there?
1: Yeah, that's what it is. It's the I don't thing. believe that
2: for a second. I know you better than that. They have <laughs> done a they have done a six way
3: split screen. If you want wow. to see absolutely every angle of TNA Lockdown, you're seeing it right now. And let's
1: let's hope you're not watching it on the computer where you can't see yeah. jack shit, or a small screen TV right. where you really can't see shit. Yeah, because yeah. anything
3: under
2: 36 inches, you're not going to be able to see any. No. No, but most <laughs> that, of them that don't was like kind of like
3: anything under thirty six inches. But that was kind of like, hey, look what we can do with our with our uh, camera work. And you call uh, me rude.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> that was good. That was good. I I, I
2: like that. That was good.
0: Okay. You need
2: you need to add a a higher grain of filth to your verbosity. Apparently. Yes.
1: Apparently, I do. But you know, I kind of want to segue into this, guys. We we talked about it before we went to break. The second time.
0: Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. I'm having a goon flashback. Jeff Jarrett's got a hockey stick. Oh, uh, there you go. Go ahead.
1: It, it's time to discuss the draft. Okay? okay. And let me start off by saying this. I like having a draft every year. I do not like the format of the draft that they have every year. It's boring. I think it sucks. I think it sucks that two guys wrestle for draft pick. I miss the first draft when it was Flair and McMahon, and they each picked the a guy. Okay? That was fun. That's a draft.
0: And, and in those
2: days, Double J and Harmony and, and Grandmaster ID, um, the brand split was still on. You didn't have the crossover matches. You, you had, everybody was specifically on their own brand, so it meant more when you were drafted. These days, you see Triple H, Edge,
3: uh, on all three shows. There's no segregation. Well, the thing is, I think after the pay per view, after backlash a week from today, you're going to see that absolute split off as oh, they uh, so. as they look I ahead so. to uh, the May and, and June and July pay per views. And like I said, the winner of Edge versus Cena is going to go to SmackDown, and the loser will probably stay on Raw. Well, that's that's
2: some very good uh, theorizing on your behalf, uh, ID. But, but uh, Double J, you're going to respond further on on your perspectives. Of the WWE draft.
1: Well, that being said, the draft shows always seem to do very well as far as the, the ratings go. Um, I'm not a big fan of the way they do it. I'm really sick of seeing Raw get everything. Every, draw, every, every draft. They get everything. Now, I know it's a flagship <laughs> show.
6: but That was ridiculous. Now, what you point know? do you need to keep
1: doing that seriously at what point does raw continue to get every possible thing um
0: hey, hey hey
2: ECW got the the Russian bulldozer no that's not what they call it
6: Russian bulldozer <laughs> they got Vladimir Kozlov
3: they got a horrible wrestler is what they got they did well okay um
1: Watch this replay here, guys.
5: AJ with a huge oh, dive and, and they completely and missed it. And nobody him.
1: caught him. My God. Yeah, that was one hell of a dive for AJ. Pulled the Stuka. Except all four did. Wow. I am having all kinds of computer problems here. What in the fuck is going on? But he has a
3: family, so we have to keep that in mind. Don't pay no, attention don't, to the computer. do that. Just
1: don't <laughs> yeah. do that. Why do
3: you bite his shit? I don't, don't know. bite I, his I, stuff. I really don't shouldn't.
1: Why you really bite my shit. You bite everybody else's
0: shit too. He's a biter.
3: Nobody has any. Uh, said I said that. Nobody. I don't. I certainly don't have anything that anyone else can steal of any quality. That's for sure. All okay. and we both, <laughs> and, and we agree with you. Next, next question. Michael Asper. Oh, huge belly to belly by Scott Steiner on Actually, Christopher Daniel. Very nice too. Huge
2: belly to belly. Was that just a uh, Freudian slip on, uh, on, <laughs> on your play by play on, on, your on uh, Samoa Joe putting uh, Scott Steiner in the Muscle Buster? Huge. Huge belly. I thought
1: you were talking about Samoa Joe.
2: Yes. I every, mean, every time I watch Samoa Joe wrestle, I feel lean and mean.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, guys, okay,
6: let's
1: talk about the draft. Now, Raw obviously gets gets the better roster because they're the flagship show. Right. But I have to question, why the fuck is the Miz on Raw? Why did
2: they split them? I can see them splitting them, but I'm
1: okay with them splitting. You should have left the Miz
2: on on ECW and taken and taken uh, John Morrison, Johnny Nitro, if you will, and put him on Raw. Oh, or I for that you. matter, put him on SmackDown.
3: Near fall is Nitro hit.
1: accidentally hits AJ Styles with the chair.
3: John Morrison was drafted to SmackDown in the supplemental draft.
1: He was and yeah. by all indications he is going to be a huge star there as JR is Oh yeah, definitely. Sense. I hope. And, and he will be because John Morrison is one of the most physically gifted guys in that company and I think that he's going to uh, make that transition and go main event. What really bothers me is that the announcers seem to forget that he's a former Intercontinental Champion. Right. You know, oh, he's a, he's a former ECW And, and, and do, you, right. do you smell a feud with Ray Ray? I don't really smell a feud. I, I smell a, a demolishing <laughs> a title Ray. He's going to kill Ray. But um, I think I think John Morrison is going to be the next big star to come out of that company. I certainly yeah, hope agree. so. Yep. We've been singing his
2: praises for, for <laughs> a couple of years now, and uh, I think he's ready.
3: And no, they're going to promote gonna... him as a baby face.
0: I don't, about a baby face. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
3: Well, I mean, based on what what Miss did uh, here this past week, but what yet, did, did Miss do, Dave? Well, he, he turned on Morrison after. Oh, uh, he did. Okay, okay. I didn't see that. Okay, yeah. all right. But uh, the the future of the dirt sheet is unfortunately is. Done. Uh, oh, the guitar didn't break on the head of Booker T. <laughs> How many Booker's out? The corner of it did. <laughs> <laughs> Three count and Team Jarrett wins. Wow. It didn't even make a dent on the guitar. Yeah. That was oh kind of boy. Hard
1: way. I think he might be uh, kind of knocked out there. But, oh um, mercy! Wow, that was bad.
3: That was bad. The oh last, wow! Unfortunately, these these matches can can deteriorate so quickly because there's so many close pins. E- even if guys are hitting their their finishers, because there's too many guys in the ring. I mean, how many one on one matches have we seen?
0: Uh oh, the premiere of one of the world champions. I smell a, a debut.
1: Something's going on at the Lights of dark.
0: And...
1: It's no, it is Biker, Biker Taker. Biker yeah. Was it
5: Chuck Palumbo? You took it out Biker Taker.
1: Chuck Palumbo. And it'll be Chucky. Yeah. World Tag Team. Bobby Lashley. ladies and gentlemen. What? Ladies and gentlemen, Bobby
0: Lashley.
5: I thought he was in Mixed martial arts. I thought he in MMA match two weeks ago.
2: Three weeks ago.
1: Wow. What
4: the... Scott Stein is loving it. So is, so is Kurt Angle.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? The mafia
2: is loving this right now. Bobby Lashley was involved in that uh, mixed martial arts slash boxing show that uh, Roy Jones Jr. promoted. It was in the main event. And uh, obviously he was supposed to fight none other than the former world's uh, most dangerous Man, Ken Shamrock. And Shamrock failed a... Uh, uh, a drug test, and he, he fought some, some former guy that was on Tough Enough, or uh, pardon me, uh, the ultimate fighter, and squashed him in about uh, one round, but, uh, you know, Bobby Lashley back in the
3: world of professional wrestling.
1: Wow, you know what, that's one I did not really think about, I should have.
2: They
3: kept
1: that a hel- as a hell
5: of a
3: secret.
1: Wow. Bobby Lashley.
3: What was the... It,
5: well, it, it looked like all the guys in the ring didn't know either, and if you remember back a few years ago when Kurt Angle was the big surprise, nobody knew in the back until he came out, and I think they might have done it this time, too.
3: That was a huge moment for us. I remember when uh, when Kurt Angle premiered at, uh, at whatever TNA pay-per-view it was. Well, maybe a huge moment for you,
2: Dave, but anyways, don't speak on behalf of Double J and myself out of context.
3: I, I think we blew a few people's speakers out with how loud we were yelling. But, yeah. but maybe I'm completely wrong here, Shark, but did, I, I thought Lashley and, and Vince had a copacetic uh, ending. No, they did not. Okay, well, can you inform us about that?
1: Uh, yeah, he left. He just quit. He just up and quit. He up and quit. In the middle of a
3: contract or at the end of a contract? In the the middle of of a contract. contract. Uh, Oh, boy. boy.
1: Because there were racial remarks. He had problems with Michael Hayes. He had problems with the direction of his character. And he quit. If you remember, they fired his girlfriend. Right. Who most of you might have remembered as, uh, oh, what was her name? What's her name? It's been so long I forgot. Somebody in the chat room will say what Crystal Marshall. Yes. She was treated badly, fired. Yep. And fired. Lashley and Lashley was going and out frustrated. with her. Yeah. And so he left.
0: Well,
3: then we have our answer.
1: And that's why MVP went through such a long losing streak there for a while, because they didn't want to push him to the moon like they did guys like Lashley and then have him quit on them.
3: Just like Lashley MVP. did.
1: So that's exactly. He pulled a Lesnar. He pulled a Lesnar.
3: Like yeah. he shadowed
1: Lesnar in every way.
3: Yeah. We'll have to see if uh, Bobby Lashley still has the uh, the balloon arms like he did in uh, World Wrestling Entertainment. Well, and, and here's the thing, and I'm really even more so because I uh,
2: explicitly follow what's going on in the world of MMA, and, and the speculation over the last couple of weeks, guys, is that Scott Coker, mm-hmm. the owner of Strike Force and also the guy that bought all the assets of Elite XC. Um, from Gary Shaw um, and who just had their first um, show on Showtime in the States um, where where uh, the main event of course was uh, uh, Frank Shamrock and, uh, and Nick Diaz and Nick Diaz laid a complete ass whooping on, on Frank Shamrock. The speculation has been running rampant that Scott Coker, owner of Strike Force, was not only going to sign Bobby Lashley, but the, the former Elite XC um, backyard hardcore legend, which I won't even mention his name because I can't stand him, but you all know who I mean. Um, but that, that was the speculation is for, for Bobby Lashley to be uh, continuing his MMA career on the second largest North American based MMA promotion, that being Strike Force. And now. All of a sudden, we don't know in what capacity, you think he would be wrestling at TNA now.
1: You would think, but uh, who knows? I mean, obviously Bobby Lashley signed with TNA. They said that they were bringing out two former champions. Right. So you got to believe he has signed a contract, and he is going to be wrestling for TNA Wrestling. And is the word that
2: the second former champion will be unveiled tonight as well? Is that what you heard?
1: Well they, they rumored it but I don't think we're gonna see it.
2: No, I think that was the the big uh, the big payoff if you will.
1: That's the big payoff and I think Cavs will come at a later date. I think he still has the no compete clause to continue with. Right. I I can't see it not happening any other way. So Bobby Lashley,
2: not too long before he's TNA World Heavyweight Champion? What do you think?
1: Uh, that's that's a good guess. Um there really is no telling with that. I don't know that they're really going to take the title off Sting tonight. No, I, I, I don't. I don't think they are. I don't
2: think they are. Although, I really don't.
1: I'm predicting that Mick Foley goes over. I know you are. I know. I think that Mick Foley. It's a good possibility. You know, with him being
2: TNA is missing old. the big young stud that Bobby Lashley would give them. Big, because they haven't pushed Matt Morgan like we thought that they might.
1: Well, Sting has had that belt for too long, in my opinion. How uh, long? October. Eight, October. Yeah. yeah, he's had it. This is the longest title run he's ever had. In TNA. Period. Oh, okay. I think. Sting never was a long-term champion. And with a guy who's got bad knees, you really want to keep this belt on him? Kurt Angle should have been the guy to get the win over Sting and carry that I thumb.
2: said that all along. He's their only... I mean, you want to talk viable world heavyweight champion that
0: they
3: have on the roster? In my mind, nobody other than Kurt Angle.
0: I mean, well, I really I absolutely you agree. know
3: they had to start the descent within the main event mafia I mean it seems like with each week that goes by Sting and Angle seem to have uh, settled their issues considering uh, what we saw a few weeks ago with the empty arena match that Kurt Angle and Sting had on, on an impact broadcast right but guys I got a I got a question I mean I remember Mick Foley signing a six-month contract, and didn't he premiere at Bound for Glory in October, which would mean that his contract is just about up, or did we not, or maybe he renewed and I and we never heard about it? Well, let's
1: face it. Uh, I don't think Mick Foley at this point is going back to the WWE, so I honestly don't see any problem with him re-signing into him a contract.
3: Yeah, and they again, live in Florida. So. You put
1: the title on, and maybe that was one of his contract stipulations. You never know. It, obviously, they brought Mick Foley in for a reason. And it's only taken just now for him to really get over with the fans and really make the,
3: excuse the pun, make an impact.
1: Well, well, in let, me, DNA.
3: well let me ask you, Shark. Sure. Uh, obviously, you saw impact, I saw impact. We uh, we featured it a little bit uh, during the break uh, with the uh, the transformation back and forth that Mick Foley can do. Is Cactus Jack too easy to, to bring back at a moment's notice?
2: Uh, good question and and I don't have a simple answer but if I had to be pushed for an answer I would say um, the answer is 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 no it's not hard to have Nick Foley portray Cactus Jack but the the continual going back and forth between Nick Foley and Cactus Jack is uh, is uh, for entertaining TV um, certainly usable and they have been I think that that Nick Foley's backstage presence with the younger members of the TNA roster is certainly um, and I've heard many reports about that, uh, has been utilized to the nth degree by the bigwigs at TNA and uh, you know, you have to utilize if he's if he's wanting to Nick uh, Foley uh, in, in your locker room and, and utilize his expertise and his knowledge of the business with your younger talent Double J?
1: I couldn't agree more. I have no idea what you just said. That's okay. I couldn't agree more. And neither does anybody else. But, you know, I really think, well, you know,
2: Dave, there's your, the answer to your question. Wear the Captain Jack t-shirt. And then he's got the
3: Bat the of Doom. And there's Barbie. Yep. And you know what? He uh, he talked about it a few weeks ago that that his probably best match was the match that he had with, uh, with Randy Orton five years ago at Backlash in Edmonton. That, uh, well, I was I was there. Harmony, you were there, his too. His best match? His, his, was that his right the match or most yeah, of Hell in a Cell with The Undertaker? <laughs> or the match where he said that he performed the best. Oh, okay. That would be his
1: best match. No. You want to know no. Mick Foley's best match? I'm going to tell you Mick Foley's best match. And you can all disagree with me if you want. I don't really give a shit. But Mick Foley himself has even said, and this was prior to the match he had with Randy Orton at Backlash, Mick Foley said his, his greatest match was the one he had with Shawn Michaels at the Mind Games pay-per-view, the In Your House September pay-per-view in 1996. I dare you all to go and watch that match and tell me that's not his best match.
3: I have that on the Mick Foley uh, DVD set from that was released a watch that. That is a great great match and both guys worked really hard. I, from what I remember, n- not much was expected of it, but it turned out to be a lot better than everybody uh, everybody thought it would.
1: Well, the only problem I had with that match was the ending. It ended in a DQ because you had Vader and The Undertaker and Sid and everybody and their mother come out and interfere in the match. But up until that point, Shawn Michaels was looked at as like the victim. Like he wasn't going to be able to withstand against uh, mankind. And he was actually the aggressor in that match. He really took it to Mick Foley, and I think it's one of... It's probably, in my opinion, Mick's best match of all time. But then again, how can you not have your greatest match of all time against Shawn Michaels? Right. I mean, you really can't say that the Undertaker match at King of the Ring 1998 was his best match because he got thrown off the top of the cell, Maybe got be- a show slam through the top of the cell, Maybe spots. and didn't remember who the fuck he was. Right.
6: Well, being
2: being hip tossed off the top into the announce table was, for me, one of the single greatest spots in the history of wrestling.
1: I mean, just going oh, back into that match, and, and I know that Deadeye brings up some, you know, Mick and Shawn crashing through the table, you know, where I guess he was going for a suplex, and Shawn countered it into a, a cross-body type yeah. maneuver where they went through the table, and then there was a point where they had a chair set up in the ring, and Mick had the chair on top of the, uh, on top of the ring post, and Sean jumped off the chair and connected with sweet Chin music onto the face of Mick Foley into the chair. I mean, honestly, for spots... And that's another pay-per-view that's infamous because ECW was in the house as Paul Hayman, right, right. Tommy Dreamer, and the Sandman were kicked out of the arena for throwing beer on Savio Vega. If you remember back that far. For real.
3: <laughs>
1: for real, yos.
3: Yeah, Well, like, I mean, you talk about King of the Ring... Ninety-eight, And I mean, I, I've, I've said that, that when it comes to wrestling moments, there's two different styles of moments. One is in-ring wrestling action, and one is everything else. The biggest in-ring wrestling moment in the history of the business is Mick Foley getting thrown off the top of the cage. The biggest in the other category is the Montreal screw job so, Very well put, and I couldn't agree with you more. But, yeah. I miss, on a completely different note, guys,
2: I miss... Metallica Seek and Destroy" is Sting's entrance music.
0: <laughs>
3: I missed that. You so, if you get up for that, you're you're dead. I I noticed the uh, the graphic for Sting with the icon in in quotation marks. Obviously, the the guy who typed up the uh, the the graphic for for Beer Money was incorrect because uh, they are not the IWGP Tag Team Champions right now.
1: You know, I I was just thinking you guys were talking about the the themes for Sting. I. I still like The Man Called Sting. I thought that was... The like Man was Called Sting! That was, that was... Don't sing again. Please. Okay, no, I won't.
2: Listen, I want to go on record and saying, if you ever sing on the show again, mm-hmm. I will take your fingers and slam them in the door. Okay. Okay, good.
1: I mean, just remember that time in, in WCW, like the early 90s, when they first came out with the cheesy wrestling music. I can't believe you just sung that. I can't either. They had Ravishing Rick Rude, who had his own song. Yeah. The Steiner... Steiner line! Yeah. Remember that one? That was That was priceless. At least you hit the note. Well, exactly. But I can sing sometimes.
2: I've heard that, and I, <laughs> I've, I've, seen, I've that. seen that, and witnessed it. And your, t- your favorite t- ring announcer, Double J?
1: Yes, my favorite ring announcer of all time, Michael Buffer. <laughs> oh wait, no, that's Jeremy Borash. By the way, I want to go on
2: record to say, because you know I'm a huge MMA guy as well, that without a doubt, the USC 97
3: show at the Bell Center in Montreal last night. Yeah, for those of us who didn't uh, get the in-depth information on that... We don't need anything in-depth. All I want to say about that
2: show is the worst MMA show I've ever seen the UFC ever put out, bar none, period, end of story, in front of 22,000 at the Bell Center. And it was uh, Chuck the Ice and Dell swan song. He got knocked out severely. Um, and badly by Mauricio Shogun-Rua and for a guy that changed the face of mixed martial arts on a wide scale commercial worldwide basis for the UFC Chuck P.I. smith Dell along with Randy Couture, single handedly put mixed martial arts on the map and what a great guy and it's too bad that he didn't know when to get out and his last Four of the last five matches, he lost by a knockout, which is really sad. What a class guy. Chuck the Iceman, I know. But what a horrible show in Montreal last night. Terrible. What
3: was it? Silva's opponent just kept uh, flopping onto the floor? Yeah, I don't it. It was
2: terrible. Anyways, wanted... I don't want to waste anybody oh, okay. else's time
3: talking all about right. that. Let's see, guys,
2: ladies and gentlemen, listeners, people in the chat room, whether the, all the hype, whether you believe the hype or you don't believe the hype, whether the Sting Cactus Jack match inside the Six Sides of Steel with Barbie and everything is going to live up and usually it doesn't but Jeff whether it lives up
3: to the anticipation of speculation they took the barbed wire bat away from Mick Foley there.
1: I am hoping that this does live up to the hype just based on the history of these two guys I, I don't think they're going to fuck this match up. I really don't. I think it's it's hard when you have... The minds that guys. they have, yeah. If it were any, if it were Sting and Steiner, yes. Yeah. If it were Sting and Nash. If it was Foley and Steiner or Foley and Angle, yes. But, but Nick it, Foley,
2: with the, with the wrestling brain that he's got, wouldn't have agreed to a main event pay-per-view match with Sting, their main event champion in a cage if he didn't think that he could put out a main event match I think he's an intelligent guy
1: well he is an intelligent guy but you know I was thinking you know all the talk about the uh, obviously the Chris Benoit situation when they looked at his brain and they saw he had he had dementia and he had the brain of a 90 year old man and this is Chris From Benoit all the talking about yeah. what do you think Mick Foley's brain looks like ladies and gentlemen How many times have we seen Mick take insane bump after insane bump, chair shot after chair shot? Just go back and watch the Royal Rumble '99 when The Rock nailed him about a fucking hundred times with a steel chair. I had a headache. Two or three times. I had a headache just watching it. Two or three times. Yeah. Mick didn't even want him to hit him. He kept turning away, and The Rock just kept pelting him with chair shots. Yep. You got to think, Mick, when he gets older. I'm surprised Mick's not. Demented now. Well, I think to be I think he's
2: he's uh, if he's not fifty, uh, he's very close to it. But
1: but here's a guy that's not even forty, and yeah, he can't walk. I mean, I love Mick Foley to death, but and he's he's such a nice is, guy, Christ. and I've had great conversations with him, right? And I think he's he's a he's a true, very intelligent man
2: to talk to. Yeah, that's the
1: word I'm looking for. He, he's a, he's a true icon to the business. He's very okay? articulate. Yep. Yeah. I just, I worry for Mick.
2: Well, you know, I, I think that maybe and hopefully this is... And, you know, the the fan in me is like, well, I hope Mick Foley goes over as the new champion, but I, I think what w- might be better for business is that he is that he puts over Sting and we move on. But in, in this scenario, I can't see either one of Sting or Mick Foley slash Cactus Jack being the TNA World Heavyweight Champion that wrong.
1: Well, I, I really don't see either one of these guys as a viable champion. I mean, if Mick wins it, he's obviously going to forfeit it. He won't have a long title reign. He's never had a title reign that's... Or not forfeit, it. but maybe lose it in a hurry. Ah, I think he'll give it up. I mean, if he's supposedly... And retire. You know, that would be a, g-
2: a good uh, a good angle to play. He'd give it up and retire as champion. That would be a neat angle.
1: It would be. But you got to think. You know, he's one of the uh, main contributors to TNA storyline wise, you know, he's invested in the company and he's the owner or whatnot. You know, but apparently he is, he is now
2: helping you. on the booking committee.
1: Well? And maybe that's why
2: the show is getting better.
1: You know what Maybe. I used to think if Cornette was, was on the booking team how well it would work. And yeah. He's they no. got him in this role where he's supposedly the honcho guy. And it just it sucks because Wow! What a, what a wicked bump! That
2: because I think that Vince Russo has more to say than just about anybody else on the booking committee, and that's just a guess.
1: We just saw a really wicked bump. McFoley took a yep. Russian leg sweep from the top, delivered by Sting. As Sting goes for the cover, one two, and makes no way, I'm going to be pinned by that. You hear
2: how quiet the crowd is in Philly? They
1: are. It's like they're dead. And I, they I don't know
2: what's going. They don't know. I mean, they, they played out to it, and they played out. They played out guys. Mick Foley as the heel over the last. What month? And the crowd hasn't bought it. And as much as he's tried to be the heel in this program. I, I don't
3: know if he's being a heel as much, Shark, as he's just like the. big like, Cactus like Jack. Like you were saying, yeah. Cactus Jack has come back, and uh, it's the de-evolution of Mick Foley back into Cactus Jack but what do you have people like Cactus and people like Mick yeah but what do you have
2: when you take two baby faces and put them in a main event match you have
1: silence
3: (laughs) well Well, that's why Cactus
1: had to come back I guess well and here's the thing though when you look at the the age of both of these guys and you think about what's on the line the TNA World Heavyweight Championship your flagship title it's supposed to mean something and You've got two aging guys who And really Neither one of them Should be champions
2: I think uh, Mick Foley's uh, Foot is caught
1: Legitimately or he got it out I just I really don't know Where this goes And the crowd Is just like incredible. And they don't know either And that's why They're so quiet Well I, well,
3: I think I think it's going to be uh, A lot of near falls That'll get the crowd revved up But like I mean We've seen Three really violent matches We've seen uh, uh, Abyss and Matt Morgan We've seen the The uh, the, le- the lethal lockdown match. We've seen the uh, the Dudleys against uh, against Beer Money, and now sometimes there can be too much violence in a show. And I think I think probably the the Dudleys match took a lot out of the crowd, and just the confusion of the of the lethal lockdown match, and just how it kind of suddenly ended out of nowhere. And the tonight, of, of course, is Awesome Conk's hair getting tied to the cage.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: no question. And. Uh, and that's the thing. And, like, I mean, we talked about it for WrestleMania last week, guys. And, I mean, uh, everybody in the uh, Wrestling News Live uh, postgame show talked about it as well. A big problem with WrestleMania 25 was the order of the matches. Not only that Shawn and Taker should have been last, but that they really messed up the ordering of the whole show. And you could say that here. I mean, unfortunately, that's what happens with, a, with an all cage show. And if you look back at the tapes, the last year's lockdown and the year before, at this point, at the two-hour, 45-minute mark, you're probably finding exactly the same issues. Except, you know, and I totally agree with
2: 100% of what you just said, which is a rarity for Mark Retard to Carlo, but having said that, and I just did, the simple fact of the matter is that I'm still old school, and
0: your heavyweight title match is last.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you what. We saw the, the surprise emergence tonight of one Bobby Lashley, the former ECW World Heavyweight Champion, and i got to think, it really doesn't matter which guy in this match walks away the champion. Um, If they sign Bobby Lashley, and, and this is just my booking to TNA... You better capitalize on what Bobby Lashley was in the WWE, and you better go ahead, turn him loose, and make him your champion, and make yeah. him the monster yeah. that you don't have on the roster. Don't
2: have him. You have make monster? Him the they monster. don't have anybody.
1: He's the guy yeah. that you put the belt on that's going to draw people in be like, oh, Bobby Lashley's over there? He's yeah. the champion? are yeah. The one thing that WWE did right with Bobby Lashley was they pushed him to the moon, and they made him a dominant superstar. And if they've got him... And they did it in a hurry.
0: ...out of the chute,
1: yeah. the first thing they need to do is book him in a title match and have him win really quick.
2: I could agree with you more, Double J. Uh, you know, if they, and, and they if they brought, and they and obviously have. They brought in Bobby Lashley. It did not cost them much more than a pretty penny, let me tell you, considering the dough that he made in WWE, the money he's made so far in MMA. And who knows? And, uh, you know, I, I really... I really have to harken back on my, uh, on my statement that I made about a half an hour ago, and that was the fact that he was in high-level, high price negotiations with Scott Coker, owner of Strikeforce, and seeing him on TNA tonight leads me to believe that those negotiations for
3: Strikeforce signing Bobby Lashley went south, and he chose TNA. Well, you know what? Uh, the, the ratings of, for the last six to eight weeks in TNA have never been higher, the question is, what are they going to attribute that to? Are they going to attribute it to Sting and Foley being at the top and and old school fans wanting to see old school guys at the top? Or is it a better all around product or or, or a little, a bit, of like both. That? A little so bit of both the question is I mean like Foley. Honey, <laughs> locking on the
6: Scorpion Deathlock, Sting laying prone, fighting Foley. But he's
1: going for the Scorpion Deathlock. It's a sharpshooter. <laughs>
3: Harmony was talking about it that uh, earlier that um, maybe the guys didn't know who was coming in but at the same time from a storyline point of view the main event Mafia was very happy to, to see Bobby Lashley yeah, they, were. they showed, and Jeff sure it was quite shocked they showed smiles on
2: the faces of, of, uh, of uh, Scott Steiner and Kevin Nash so that might have been a little bit of a tip on what might be going on I think
1: it's a direction that they could go but I honestly do not see Bobby Lashley joining the main event mafia. No, I no, I don't think so. if it's implied, he's going to join. And then the first time you see him on TNA television, it's going to break down between Lashley and the main event mafia. And Lashley is going to join, obviously, with Jarrett inside with the front line or wherever the fuck they're going to buy this week. And I think that's where you're going to have... That's, that's, what, that's what's going to draw the ratings up uh-huh. right now. Oh, Sim Snuka. Sim Snuka knocked out. <laughs> I think Sim Snuka is moonlighting. And, and I mean, the camera. really,
2: who in the main event mafia would be the obvious choice to uh, hook up in a program with a baby-faced Bobby Lashley? Only one, Kurt per an angle. He's yeah. the
1: only one in the main event mafia that can still go. Yeah. Steiner can barely fucking move. Nash spends most of his time having a staff infection, or and when he does get in the ring, with his staff, when he yeah. does get in the ring, he yeah. just doesn't. Booker could still
2: work fairly well.
1: Booker does you work know. pretty well if he would just get rid of his damn uh, African accent. Has he gotten rid of it or not yet? Uh, he tweens it. Okay. Scorpion Deathlock has been applied as Mick Foley is near there's, the yeah. ropes. Mick Foley yes.
3: was trying to escape the cage through the, uh, the and, camera, and Earl Hebner is telling Sting there's no submissions in this match. No. See? Yeah. Foley trying to escape through the hole in the cage for the cameras, and baseball slided a cameraman similar to what we saw a couple of weeks ago because I think he wants to get out of the cage to go get Barbie is, is my uh, perspective. Oh. Yeah. In he fact, that's Barbie. exactly what he's trying to do. And the cameraman gives Barbie to, to catch his shot.
0: Who the hell is this? Barbed wire guy? first. Bar- yeah,
3: barbed wire first. Wow. Oh, boy.
1: Oh. Foley's about to win. He's got the bat. He's going to nail sting
6: with it.
3: And he's going to win the championship. He intimidates the cameraman. My ass. The cameraman was Billy Gunn. No,
1: I <laughs> mean Tim Cube Snuka. Kip. Tim Snuka. Tim Snuka. He's on every show now.
0: Right.
3: Who knew? Who knew Tim Snuka could uh, do such good camera work?
1: I'm still getting over the name. This is like something you do to somebody's mother. Tim. I'm going to send Snuka your mother. <laughs> oh boy. That was uh, bad and bad again. Wow, this is getting worse, ladies and gentlemen. It's breaking down. It's breaking down. We
3: we had a question from the chat room that if Bobby Lashley had the same... uh, Did Lashley go through the same ring entrance like Brock Lesnar? Uh,
1: What, in WWE? It was similar.
3: It was very similar. Here
1: comes the pain, Cole! Didn't he kind of jostle out at the the ring and kind of get in there and then he... Put his arms out, then he would go to the ring
0: and do it again. Then he would jump, yeah,
1: onto the ring like Lesnar. Like a a vertical jump. Yeah, go off with
3: Lesnar's figures up. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, Black Lesnar in more ways than one.
1: And like I said, he shadowed his career.
3: (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. We continue here with Foley and uh, and and Sting. Here at TNA Lockdown. Don't forget, we're going to be here uh, in seven days for WWE's Backlash. And Main course, event of Backlash Day is... Cena and Edge, Last Man Standing. Right. And the six-man... Sure? And sure the, six man, the 6 men, The six-man tag... Main event being the last match of the card. Or the six-man tag for the... Uh, for the, the Raw Championship. I kind of think it'll be Cena and Edge. I think so, too. Yeah. And, and I don't want to see on. them again... I don't want to see them again in the same... Uh, feud for about I don't know three or four years oh
1: now sting has got the uh, barbed wire bat and he's beating the crap out of very gingerly beating the back of Mick Foley I think that
2: uh, Mick Foley's got a uh, uh, an umpire's belly protector on his stomach and his back
3: oh he probably does absolutely
1: I don't know you know I, I honestly look forward to this match and it's it's killing me there you go. Match.
0: Right in his face.
1: Right in his and Sting just got barbed wire right in the eye. You know what? I'm changing the subject. I want to finish talking about what I originally brought the up. draft. Let's talk about the draft. Right. I think, obviously, Raw did get overstacked. Miz on Raw. Why? Because they need a jobber on Raw. They have Santino. Now they have the Miz. Do you you think, really that's, think that's the role
0: that he's going to play? Do you
1: really think the Miz is going to go over on Raw? I don't.
3: Yeah, who could they he put him a, over on? Oh, in Well, he could. Well, yeah. If he's, I was going to say uh, Legacy, but he's a heel. So, as of right now, so he Legacy. Could. Well, you could the Miz in Legacy? No, not the Miz in Legacy. I said if the if the Miz against Legacy, oh. but Miz is a heel. And Sting's yeah. got some good color as Mick Foley, Dude, love, yes. if you will, brings out psycho
2: and wraps the barbed wire from the bat around Sapo wouldn't that be neat
3: if he tried to give the mandible claw with the barbed wire around his fingers
1: That'd Be
2: awesome. That would be, that would be the highlight of the night
3: but yeah Miz and Cody Rhodes can do some stuff but yeah like considering how stacked that roster is Miz has no future whatsoever so no, this will be see. there to
2: put over the baby faces and uh, you know
3: yeah but like I said I'm going to be the
2: dirt sheet did you see that yeah, the, the barbed wire need to the to the head of state
1: No, I, I don't see Miz as a viable commodity. I think he's going to flounder on Raw, and I think it give it six months to a year. Back to ECW. Miz is fired.
3: And yeah, gone. And Morrison excels on SmackDown.
1: Absolutely, he will. Well, he John Morrison down. one
3: day will be either your WWE World
2: Heavyweight Champion. No oh, I qu- think so. No, no question. question. Yep.
1: And I think he should be Shawn Michaels' last match. I think he should be the one to retire, Shawn Michaels. That's well, a,
3: that's a good hypothesis. Well, I, know, I like that. Since we uh, joined you last, year. Uh, oh, you think that'll be uh, next year's Mania,
2: Michael's last match? Well, I, all we're here I'd
1: like to think that over the next year they're going to build this kid into uh, a franchise player. Because you know what, the landscape has got to change. Yeah. All right, Taker. It's rumored he's retiring next year. Yeah. Michael's retiring next year. Batista said he's got one year left. Really? That's three of your main guys. You got to build stars.
0: And there you go. And,
2: and Mick Mick double J!
3: Double J was right. I can't, can't believe it. He got one right. right as he falls, but holy cow! Foley's your new TNA World Heavyweight Champion here, and Singh's six-month run has come to an end. It was a it was a race out of uh, out of the cage, over the top, and onto the floor, and and Foley won the race. And I think uh, Mick uh, landed bad on his one. Leg and then hit the back of his head on the mat. Yeah, it was a turtle race. It wasn't a, uh, a, a <laughs> <laughs> no. It, was it wasn't a sprint. sprint that's that's for sure.
1: Is your new TNA World Heavyweight Champion for now? As Sting walks away for now, disgusted. Yeah. Wow. Unbelievable. Wow. I wouldn't say this is worse than last month because it's oh,
3: not. no, 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 but. Well, you know what, the first, like we said, the first hour was solid. Mm. The uh, Beer Money versus. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, oh, AJ. Wait. Wow.
3: oh, this is their Gears of War tie-in here. Yeah. Pre- preparing for sacrifice. You could not control me. May the 24th. Well, it makes you
1: wonder, are we going to see a TNA Impact game, too? I'm thinking not. Well, there was some news on
3: WrestleView about that here. Uh, yeah, commercial. I'm thinking
1: not. Things are bad for that company. Uh, Midway is pretty much Yeah, down Midway's down. done. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see anything else. I think the
3: TNA game in development, That'll be it. it's yeah. in the can.
1: It's it's done.
3: Um, what about, well, during our, our last break, uh, people were asking what you were thinking about uh, further evolution of, of uh, Legends of WrestleMania now that you've had the game for about three or four weeks.
1: I haven't played it in uh, in about a week. I've been playing Fallout Three because uh, that, that's a pretty fucking fun game.
0: Oh look, good night
1: from TNA. That's awesome. I, yeah, I went. I, and there's Kane. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the sweat, they <laughs> yeah. quickly, yeah, quickly
1: went through that. That's that's kind of funny. But um, no, I, you know what? I think it's a good game. I think that. Uh, certain colleagues of mine really didn't give it a chance and uh, I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually surprised that the trade Dog of Wrestling News Live likes it as much as he does because I didn't think he would like it but yeah. uh, he seems to enjoy it so I stand justified in, in my belief I think it's a good game and yeah. I think people that are old school nostalgic wrestling fans should go pick it up win it, play it it's once you learn how to play it it's good but with that being said I want to finish this up with the draft.
3: Yeah, and I was now just going to say, on, on, on SmackDown, uh, when Jericho and, and uh, Edge gave them s- gave that look after Jericho got drafted to SmackDown, I mean, obviously we're uh, we're foreshadowing a little bit, but that could be a, a heck of a combination if if they want to do something with that, because the two of them could dominate SmackDown for months to come.
0: Who could dominate SmackDown? Jericho and
3: Edge.
1: Jericho and Edge, I think, could have a, a nice
3: little feud. I mean.
1: I want to see Edge go face and get away from this opportunist gimmick, because he needs a fresh start. I mean, honestly... Yeah, it's
2: it's stale. It's stale? The whole Vicky Guerrero, Big Show, uh, Chavo thing is stale, bad, but how do you turn maybe the second biggest heel in the whole company behind Randy Orton, babyface, believably?
1: I think that you have to you have to you have to have uh, Vicky screw him over.
3: Well, Vicky and Big Show are on Raw, and Edge is on SmackDown. And honestly, and the take.
1: way the way that I would do it with the way they've got currently booked, um, the Last Man Standing match, Cena retains because the Big Show knocks out Edge, and that's how you do it. And you have Vicky and Edge, or excuse me, Vicky and Big Show aligned together.
3: They're a couple or whatever. Live happily ever after on Raw.
1: And Edge gets punked out. And then he And the fans back. eat him up
3: because he, of it? He,
0: yeah.
1: He gets the sympathy heat, right? He comes back and, and he becomes a face to Jericho's heel because I think Jericho's a stronger heel than Edge. Especially with the gimmick he's had for the last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. And that's where you go with that. Well, I'd Love to see
2: the two of them in a, in a program for sure. But what happened to the the thing that you guys talked about a couple of months ago? You wanted the TLC reversal.
1: But Christian, right now, stuck in ECW. I think that I think he's okay there. It's going to take some time to build him. Obviously, they're going to continue with the plans. feud.
2: With with Christian and
1: Swagger, well, he's got the title match the next pay per view. You know, I, I really thought that
2: Jack Swagger and in his last few promos, um, and certainly at WrestleMania, has looked. He wasn't on WrestleMania. No, I know, but they,
0: they, oh, okay.
2: he was he was around. He's looked exceedingly weak and um, just not a believable champion. I'm sorry, he just comes across still as being too green in my mind.
1: You know what though? I, I'm going to disagree. I I think that he has proven himself in the last six months.
0: What about the um, match he had with Cena on Raw? I was on getting to
1: that. Thank you. <laughs> the match on Raw that he had with Cena, he looked like a million bucks. Cena did a good job working with him. Okay. And I think that he really showed that he could uh, he could hang with the big boys. Okay. And I think I think Swagger uh, definitely has a future. The All
2: American. I, I think
1: it's stupid to call him that. Well, and there, was a, there was a really funny
2: promo that that it was between Swagger and, and was it not Cena that, that that Cena was making fun of his his moniker of the All American American. Well, exactly. And I thought that was very funny. It, it Cena was, funny. was very funny in that.
1: Cena excels in promos. Yeah. I give him that. His his ring ability has gotten better. Yes. I still hate the guy. Sorry. Never gonna like the guy. You won't see me go out and rent twelve rounds. I won't go see this movie.
0: <laughs>
2: it ain't happening. To you, he's still simply Vanilla Wigger. He is. Yeah. You know what? You and know what?
1: I, I, I still think it's juvenile for him to go out there and keep trying to get Dwayne Johnson to come back into wrestling so that he can prove a point. Because Dwayne Johnson has moved on.
3: Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely.
1: He's not the Rock. He's a movie star. He doesn't need the WWE. He doesn't need to. But come why back. do you think that
3: the yeah. office would let?
2: Cena keep referencing that
1: because they're hoping that The Rock is going to bite on it and be like oh yeah I'm going to come and shut his mouth and yeah exactly and, and do they honestly think if he did that he would put Cena over no he wouldn't no
2: fucking way in hell well yeah it was, and yeah. Would, would, would MGM let Rock go and do a match I don't think so I guess it would it would be same similar. reason that they didn't want Mickey Rugg or pardon me the Touchstone didn't want Mickey Rugg to do a match
3: I guess it would be similar to, uh, to when Rock and Foley faced Evolution in the two-on-three at WrestleMania.
1: You know the real reason Cena wants the Rock in the ring? Because there's nobody else in that company that could make him the man. Other than Dwayne Johnson or Stone Cold Steve Austin. There's nobody in that company, and I hate to say that, The Undertaker will never like put him over to Mania. No. I mean, Taker is, is the phenom, and he is the guy and the
2: office and the workers think the world of Cena. Do you remember I don't know if you guys have seen online or or at all and Jeff I want you to hear this. I don't know if you guys have seen the highlight of at the Hall of Fame induction where Stone Cold at the end of his speech gave through John Cena beer and cheered, and and they toasted. Yeah. And it was almost like Austin was passing the torch to Cena and he was uh, it was a good spot it was a, it was a neat moment
1: he was he was in in a sense passing the, the, the torch to Cena if you will ugh oh, I'm sick of being sick um but honestly it, the, it's only those two guys that could really elevate him Triple H does nothing for him no nope. Shawn Michaels does nothing for him nobody no. in that company can put him over other than those two guys as being the draw that they were well who's the super heel in the company and they've already ran the,
2: the whole Orton Cena program There's nobody else. There is nobody else. No.
1: And right now, like I said, the landscape is changing. They have got to focus on building new stars. The problem with the WWE is for five years, the only person they really built up, other than Bobby Lashley, who left them, was John Cena. Besides those two guys, who else got built up? Nobody. In the last year, we've seen CM Punk get somewhat of a push. And again now. You know, and now he's been sent over to SmackDown, which I think is good for him. Absolutely, I think so too. Be, absolutely, be a big dog on yeah, that brand. Yeah, absolutely.
2: Yep. He's just getting lost on uh, on Raw. I was a shame.
1: And I think SmackDown is going to be the show to watch because I think SmackDown and ECW are both are going to be shows to watch because you're going to see the influx of talent. I mean, we got D H Smith, we got Tyson Kidd. You know, you still have Evan Bourne, who is a tremendous great superstar. worker. Great worker, Mark Henry. Finally, after ten years in the business. Yep. Finally knows what he's doing yeah. and can play the role of a big man really well. What's your guys'
2: take on Josh Matthews as the new color guy on I like uh, SmackDown? Josh Matthews,
1: I think he's great.
2: Two baby okay. faces on the broadcast?
1: We don't have two baby faces. You got uh, striker, He's not a baby face
2: on SmackDown.
1: Oh uh, well, Ross is being a color commentator. He's not doing the play-by-play. Play yeah, anymore. Ross and uh,
3: Jr. And, and Grisham. I don't think Todd Grisham is what I meant. Yeah, All I right. don't, I don't think Todd Grisham and Jr. will mesh long term. Uh, don't be surprised if I don't like but certainly not in a in a main color commentary role on SmackDown. I just I don't buy it. And well, you know, go ahead. Dave. I, I, that's the problem when you got two by two guys who are natural play by play guys having to work with each other, or two bad. or like I said, I mean that was a big issue. Like everybody, and I was really looking forward to what we thought was JBL going yeah. back to that spot, and what did we hear literally twenty four hours after? Uh, after JBL said I quit, he's buying in uh, shares in this MMA company, right? And uh, his energy, or excuse me, his energy drink is is sponsoring or or uh, being offered with this mixed martial arts company, and he's going to be a color commentator okay. on that mixed martial arts podcast. Right. Uh, yes. yes. You know,
1: a couple months ago, he actually stepped in and helped uh, Danny Davis fund OBW. Exactly. And yeah. This fight league, this MMA league, is actually run by Danny Davis so that's, yes, that's right. why they're doing this it's a joint In feature yeah. and I think, I think they're going to do well with it and I wish luck. so has JBL left WWE uh, oh yeah he's, he's on the alumni okay uh, I guess section so I, I believe he has left but the thing he is he not quit not fired
2: alumni yeah kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> very good distinction yes. yeah
1: but you know what? He was having problems with his back all along. He shouldn't have come back from his retirement. No, he
3: came back too early. Well, Six he shouldn't months. have come back if, if, if at all. But yeah,
1: he shouldn't have come back at all. And uh, I think it, it sucks because he was a good color commentator.
3: Great, I didn't like him at the beginning.
1: Awful. Yeah. So did Taz.
2: Yeah. Taz was awful at yeah. the beginning.
1: When you start somebody out, it takes them a while to get you know to get the hang of it.
2: And it's funny because in that in that profession, I mean, there's no well, there is now with uh, with FCW having TV, but um, you know. What do you do? Uh, how do you bring along your announcers in a color commentary role other than throw them into the fire?
3: No, I agree. I absolutely agree.
1: And I think that uh, I think Todd Grisham will do fine with JR. Um, I think that also one of the other people that I want to talk about in the draft was Mr. Kennedy, a guy that... And don't get me wrong, I like Kennedy. Kennedy. I have always liked Kennedy. And I thought that he had tremendous... Um, great, potential. great star
2: power. That guy's got all the charisma in the world. He
1: does have charisma. His, his ring skills were a little, you know, maybe needed to be worked on. But his charisma, I thought he had potential to be a top star with yeah. the company. But after five years of the company, what the fuck is, has he done? But to he, even be injured,
2: he's been very hurt. The last every couple time. of times.
1: yeah. Like he's the last guy to wrestle Eddie Guerrero, and he prided himself on that. He started to get a push. He missed that WrestleMania because he was injured. He comes back. He gets a push, he gets injured, he's out for another year. And it's been that way. He wins his money in the bank, he gets injured, Well, he, he, he gets then,
3: suspended. And then he filmed that movie. But he did that while he was injured, Dave.
1: So that, True. that's not yep. really the point. But what I'm saying is, in five years, Ken Kennedy has done dick all. He, they have not got their money out of him. But he's what coming back doing? soon. Well, he's been drafted
0: to Raw. The Raw, yeah.
1: And to me, and I said this on, um, on Wrestling News Live a couple weeks ago, I, I said that the smart money would have been to say, you know what, Kennedy, we can't use you in the ring anymore, but hey, we've got a spot on SmackDown as a color commentator, Guy's funny. and I think you'd be great at it. And that's what they should have done. They should have taken Kennedy what and put him? him in that role. Did he have a back problem?
2: Or was it a neck problem? Shoulder. or Shoulder. Because I know he went for surgery with Dr. James Andrews in, uh, in Birmingham, Alabama, and, and it was quite extensive.
1: Yeah. like, I, And he still talks about it in rehab. Like, he talks about it like there's a possibility he might not be able to come back to wrestling. So, why don't you put him in that role? Make your money off of him. I guarantee you he'd deliver as a play by, or a, a color would He's fantastic.
0: He would be. Yeah,
1: yeah, And, I mean, what do you do? Ken Kennedy comes back? This is it. I mean, for Ken Kennedy, this is it.
3: If he gets hurt again. In my
1: opinion, the ship has sailed. But this is his last chance.
3: Yeah, do you think about definitely. It? If he gets hurt again. If he
1: gets hurt again or hurts one of the top guys like he did last time in John Cena, yeah. you got to think he's, he's gone. Like, fired, get the fuck out. You're gone.
3: He gave me a shot. And I think
1: they yeah. dropped the ball with him. I really do. But there's so many guys that they should have built up in the last couple of years that they have not even bothered. And now, like I said, the landscape is changing. Things have got to change. Um, and it's going to, one way or
2: the other. Well, they've got Double J and uh, and and Dave more than enough talent for the for the push, quote, unquote, for the push. And they have not prepared themselves, in my humble estimation, for the next generation of sports entertainers, wrestlers, heels and faces, um, appropriately and, and fast enough. And this is a certainly a huge transitional stage from now until SummerSlam. And... Um, it's going to be very interesting to to, uh, to see who gets the quote-unquote push, Dave.
3: The, the, the biggest issue in this WrestleMania, to SummerSlam uh, point of view is th- May, June, July. So many shows. Like, I mean, TNA, excuse me, WWE is going to have the show next week, and then they're going to have their next show three weeks after. We're going to see two World Wrestling Entertainment pay-per-views before we see... TNA TNA's uh, um, sacrifice on May 24th. It's it's three weeks uh, mania to backlash, three weeks to Judgment Day, then uh, two or three weeks to Extreme Rules or whatever they're calling it right now, and then two or three weeks to the next one, and and then it's like six weeks to SmackDown to build it up, and. I'm sorry, yes, uh, to SummerSlam to build it up. Yeah, they did the smart thing that they got rid of New Year's Revolution. That was smart. It's been gone now for at least two years. And especially because the pay-per-view before the Extreme Rules pay-per-view last year um, resulted in nothing except, okay, let's have all these rematches under Extreme Rules. So so that previous pay-per-view did absolutely nothing. Great American Bash, probably. But this is where you're going to run into too many pay-per-views all at the same time, especially in the... In the season of the year where people want to be outside, they want to enjoy the, the, the nice weather. And However, they don't with want to spend pay per views. It's going
2: to give them more of an opportunity to elevate the I hope stars so. that they're going to need to push to the next level. I hope and so. And this will give them the opportunity. Double J, you, you've been sitting by smirking at something that's going on in the chat room that has been, to
3: you, awfully comedic.
1: Oh no, I'm just I'm just looking at the chat room and reading stuff. And, okay. Uh, well,
3: I mean, share even, with us. Share. Even somebody mentions it in the chat <laughs> that uh, the Superstars program is now the sixth hour of television. I. What's interesting Superstars is Superstars on the WGN America. Yeah, that and, it's on Thursday nights in uh, in the U.S. and it's Sunday nights in Canada. It's a rehash of Heat. Only with their top stars. That's yeah, and I, mean, I saw it this week. Boring. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, and that just creates a, f- a further issue about guys from all three brands wrestling on the same show. Does that mean that ECW guys face ECW guys or does, and raw guys face raw guys? Or does that mean that the uh, brand split only exists for 167 out of 168 hours a week? Well, the problem is, and you've got
1: to think about this, guys, the problem is that it doesn't matter what brand you're on, you're going to work all three shows, honestly. There's no way around it. I mean, the brand split is a joke at this point in time. It is. I don't, I don't understand why they don't just go ahead and uh, and end it. Like, honestly, I want to see either a title unification between Cena and Triple H,
0: or... And know, have
2: your champions...
1: You can segregate your roster
3: to the three shows, but you can have your champions work all three shows. That's not a bad idea. That's how it originally was. The women's champion and the men's champion... Uh, wrestled on both shows.
1: Now, I, I want to comment on something. Someone actually said, I was you streamer 86145, they haven't acknowledged the supplemental drafts on TV. Yeah, they have. On SmackDown this week, JR made a huge deal about John Morrison being drafted to SmackDown and CM Punk being drafted to SmackDown and Jericho being drafted to SmackDown. We're going to all, all
2: supplemental draft. Morrison, Morrison, was was supplemental. Was Morrison was supplemental. Was Morrison was supplemental. was
1: supplemental, okay. Yeah. So, like, they have acknowledged quite a bit of people that were that were you know obvi- they haven't mentioned D H Smith obviously because he never debuted on SmackDown since he was since he was drafted he went yeah. from being on Raw to get drafted to SmackDown I never appeared was there a year and you never saw him and now he's been drafted to ECW where we're going to see him yeah you have to yeah I think that's the perfect environment absolutely and they'll and get
2: and they'll be able to give T J and Harry and Natty some much needed. Mic time, and if you go online, and and not on the Florida Championship Wrestling website, but if you do a YouTube search, you can see some of the promos that all three of them have cut recently um, in Florida Championship Wrestling, and they all three have gotten a thousand percent better. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Since the last time I heard all three of them expound verbally on a microphone, well, don't uh, be- I was shocked at. Uh, at uh at harry smith's expertise on a promo that I saw this last week uh that was from a show about two months ago um I always knew t j wilson could tyson kid um yeah kind of good promo um and I never knew at all that uh natty Neidhart, natalia um had the expertise she has on the on the microphone, and they've all gotten a million percent better than what we remember them when they were here.
3: Well, well, don't forget Tyson Kidd. Uh, two weeks before he premiered, him and Harry were the tag team champions in FCW. They were, and obviously they split them up so that TJ yeah. could premiere. But yeah, I mean TJ's looked fantastic. He was in that six man tag uh, and got and uh, and was pinned, but but looked great. He seemed uh, he didn't he didn't seem out of place in that six man tag. No, not at all. And uh, hopefully, I mean if if. They just—I mean—we're wishful thinking because, like, I mean, I've known T.J. Wilson for five years. You've probably known him twenty years. Uh, Evan Bourne would be a great feud, but I mean, if, if they—if sh- they—if sh- Tyson kids said, you know what? He cut a promo and said, "This is uh, some uh, Natalia's. Uh, somebody I grew up with. She's one of my best friends. That's why she's my valet or whatever." And I have to bring another one of my friends down. So we can tear up ECW Canadian style or whatever you want to say. And then here comes Harry Smith do, with a heel turn? Yeah, maybe. And then they even do the hard the have half turn Harry heel because, in the,
2: uh, in, in the casual wrestling fans' uh, mind, they don't know who the hell he is. Yeah, but
3: if they remind it, but it's a case of how much of a reminder that he's the son of the British Bulldog. And to to go at it from that perspective, and like I said, I mean there are very few tag teams right now, so yeah, you could challenge Carlito and and uh, Primo Colon for those unified tag team titles, and and go from there. But it could even be a, a situation like the original uh, the original Hart Foundation, where uh, where Nightheart did all the talking because Brett, in the early days, and he admits this, was too nervous to talk. Right. And if that's maybe a case that. That T, uh, excuse me, TJ and Natty can do all the talking in this three man heart <sighs> foundation, three person heart foundation combination on the championship. Or they might bring in a mouthpiece. Who knows? That's fine. <laughs> Although <laughs> but he's in Mexico, so yeah. Well,
2: <laughs> yeah. You know what? Um, however, I hear that that the one in Mexico, Ted, is is doing well, and that um, certain people like Joe Laurinaitis Uh-oh. are watching him closely.
1: You know what I? If Ted would get his his head in the business and check his attitude at the door you and would be seeing' close his mouth. Yeah, you would be seeing a guy who could really be a tremendous talent oh. and a major star in that company. but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. but we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up in the next 10 minutes. I want, okay. to, I want to continue talking about this because obviously I don't want to keep going to 11 o'clock. I
3: haven't eaten dinner yet. That's true. Well, yeah, neither have I. Out of my so. fucking house. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm yeah. hungry. And yep. I'm mad.
3: Well, you know what? Like, I mean, re- I remember in the old show days, where, uh, or even maybe even before that, where remember when uh, CM Punk and uh, Ted had that that huge backstage blowout, uh, blowout. Yep. And, and I remember that uh, that uh, Divine came came back, and we got the world. Uh, the old show got the world exclusive interview because Divine sat down with me and uh, Aaron Hamilton for probably half an hour and just like moment by moment, blow by blow, it was yeah. a full description of of, uh, of the CM Punk Ted Hart, uh brawl. And uh, like I said, we world exclusive, we promoted it because it was a huge story. This is, what four, three or four years ago now, but but it was it a, was pretty it was a big huge story. Yeah. Yeah. No,
1: it, it was for the time. Um... As far as your thoughts on the draft, I mean, we all know Raw is the stacked show, but I think ECW and SmackDown are going to be the shows to watch. As far as Raw is concerned, what we still have is Kofi still on Raw, or did he get transferred in the supplemental draft? I, I don't remember.
2: No, I don't. Happened. I don't believe he did. But aren't you all sick of Legacy and Triple H and the whole thing that's going on now with Triple H and Batista and Shane McMahon against Legacy? You have to go to the bathroom? Is that why you put up your head? Anyways, um, I know you want to talk next. Uh, it's it's boring to me. Give me something fresh. Give me something new. Use WrestleMania as your blow-off to create new and exciting programs and feuds. And I'm just bored of the whole
3: thing. Well, just, just the whole idea that Batista and... Uh Triple H beating the shit out of, out of Ted DiBiase Jr. and, and uh, Cody Rhodes because like why like it was um, they're the Stooges Bat- yeah Batista against against Ted Jr. On, on Smackdown it was a complete squash it, it just downgrades the idea yeah, what for yeah it, yeah, it downgrades the Stupid. idea that Orton picked guys that could just get smoked at any moment and it, like it was a The scenario on Monday night was so silly that it was a two-on-three, and if whoever pins... Let me beat him up. I want to beat him up. Yeah, because they're trying to create some dissension, just like they were trying to do with Team Jarrett, which it didn't work. Just that whoever pins Rhodes or DiBiase gets Orton next week, but if Rhodes or DiBiase win, they get a three-on-one. Oh, like, come on. It was just... The stipulation was way too confusing. No, I agree, and,
1: and I think that you have a point there with Legacy and, uh, and Randy Orton. And the thing that killed me about WrestleMania was they made this match between Triple H and Randy Orton a no-DQ match, the day of the pay-per-view, which means had, the Triple, day H, of the pay-per-view. had yeah. Triple H gotten DQ'd, Randy Orton would have walked away with the title. Now, that's what should have happened in the match, because I do recall... Randy Orton got hit with the sledgehammer by Triple H. Right. The referee was down. Right. Should have been your finish of the match right there. Because and Triple H saves
0: space because no. he doesn't get he pinned. He
1: does, because it was about what he did to his family and not yeah. about the title. Yeah, yeah. So Orton walks away from WrestleMania, the champion, but the feud still continues. Because it's not resolved. not yeah. kill yeah. Randy Orton, but that's what they did. Now... Going into backlash in seven days, what's going to happen? It's a six-man match, which they've done before, and it was unsuccessful. And I believe Triple H was the champion in that one as well. Yes. And he lost the title. He's going to lose it again this Sunday, because nobody on Triple H's team gives a shit about him keeping his title. No. So the odds are in favor of Randy Orton winning the match this weekend. His team wins. Randy Orton becomes the champion, and this is either going to set up for a Batista Triple H, which I think is where they're going. I really
2: agree. Yeah.
1: Batista and Triple H is what's gonna draw. Batista's gonna go heel and it's gonna be Triple H and Batista because he screwed Triple H out of the title. That's where you're gonna go from this point on I like
0: it.
2: And because it's so good and your booking is always very exciting and, and
1: top notch,
2: they'll do it exactly the opposite way and fuck it up.
1: Exactly. Anyway. <laughs>
3: I, I don't know. But I know. mean, Backlash has a lot to be decided here in the next seven days, and uh, like I said, we will have exclusive coverage of it just like we did tonight, but it, it, like I said, we're running into these three weeks, three weeks, three weeks, three weeks. you got to eliminate... Like, I like Night of Champions, I like Extreme Rules, but you got to get rid of either Backlash or the Great American Bash. That's not going to happen. Yeah.
1: Honestly, I, I think you should bring back the King of the Ring. I like the idea... Of having a one night tournament yep. to crown a king of the ring yep. who they gets a shot. The yep. show for the work the show from the workers. That's, that's exactly what they need to do. They need to let go of the Great American Bash. And hey, I've said this about a dozen times. If you're gonna bring back a WCW pay per view, get rid of Cyber Sunday and bring back Halloween Havoc.
2: Yep. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Spin the wheel, make the deal.
1: Exactly. You already use costumes in the Cyber Sunday match all yeah. the time. Yeah. Why not make it a Halloween themed pay per view and bring back Halloween Havoc? That's and legit. let Jake
2: the Snake spin the wheel.
1: That's right. <laughs> and, and let, let Vader yeah and, yeah, and Sting come back and have a White Castle of Fear match. How do we have it? You know, Sting, we,
0: I'm going to beat you in the White Castle of Fear, Sting. Because I'm a man. Big time. Big time.
2: And you know, we make fun.
0: I mean, over the years,
2: the, the three of us have been together on various wrestling shows. We yeah. make fun of WCW, but they did some good stuff.
1: They did. They did some cheesy ass stuff. Remember? Yes. I'm, I'm going old school here. This is the early night. No, mid '90s, like '95, when Kevin Sullivan was the taskmaster and he had the Dungeon of Doom, and they had this promo where he's walking in this cave and he's talking to this this thing that's like in the cave, it looks like a tree.
0: <laughs> and he's like,
3: Father, how do I beat Hogan, Father?
1: Oh
2: and boy. And the tree's
0: talking to him. Yeah. Like.
2: That was uh, Kevin Sullivan's sick and twisted
3: mind. You can
1: probably find that shit on YouTube.
3: Yes, absolutely. You can find anything and on YouTube. And of course, that reminds me of the most gimmick match I, and silliest match I can remember: the Triple Cage Eight on Two match. Uh, Randy Machaman Savage and uh, and Hulk Hogan against the ta- against some of the Horsemen and uh, the Taskmasters group, the Dungeon of Doom. They had which included, included which included oh Zodiac and Zeus and. The Shark Shark. and Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan Not me Not me
1: Former Earthquake Yeah John
3: uh, John Tenta Tenta. passed away two years ago and um, And, and Flair and and Arn Anderson and they they managed to win a 2-on-8 match
1: and for those of you who don't know who Earthquake is, John Tenta, if you have the new SmackDown vs. Raw 2009 yes, game, yes. he did come out this week as downloadable content. Oh, really? Okay. He put a Legends package for a game that has no Legends. I think that should have been for Legends of WrestleMania. I don't know what they were thinking. But in this pack, you had Vader, um, Earthquake, the Bushwhackers, and Doink the Clown. Right. As DLC. So five for, what, 400 Microsoft points, which... Pretty good deal. However, you didn't get entrances for some of them and music, so Uh-oh. I don't know. John Tenta
2: worked for me at the Newton Inn in Surrey, British Columbia, as a doorman for a strip bar. How about really? that? And so did Jason the Terrible. Yeah. Carl Moffat at Misty's here in Calgary. Yeah. How about that? Cool. Yeah, take that to the trivia bank.
1: Take that to the bank. That's it. Yeah. Listen, I, I want to
2: say in closing, on behalf of myself, that we had a, I had a good time. Uh, the, yep. the TNA pay per view uh, was better than we've seen out of out of TNA for for quite some time. Uh, Bobby Lashley making a stunning debut, and it'll be interesting to see how they book Bobby Lashley. I gotta think uh, the only. Plausible opponent in TNA for Bobby Lashley is Kurt Angle, and we'll have to see where we where they go with him. Um, but uh, you know, kudos to uh, to TNA. Things are looking better because there's only one way to look, and that's up. Yeah, when you're to TNA, and thanks to uh, uh, Double J, and thanks to Internet Day, thanks to Harmony, but especially thanks to all the listeners and everybody oh, yeah. in the chat room. Absolutely, great chat tonight. Looking forward to being uh, with you all once again
3: next week for a thrilling. WWE pay-per-view you got it absolutely. where are they next week Dave what uh, arena or the end I do not recall okay unfortunately you call yourself a show host <laughs> I'm a wrestling journalist no uh, I'm a broadcast journalist what are you talking about hey, alright hey. let's let's uh, let's run it down if if any of you missed anything tonight for TNA's lockdown their number two show of the year Eric Young over Danny Bonaducci in the pre-game show
2: holy bump city for Donald Bonaduce holy bump
3: city yes yeah. Uh, the TNA X-Division escape match and elimination match. Uh, suicide, Jay lethal Consequences, Creed, Sheikah, Bill Bashir, and Kyoshi. Kyoshi eliminated first. Creed eliminated second. Lethal eliminated third. Then uh, And then it became who can get out of the cage first. And then Suicide doing the suicide dive right off the top. That was into, awful, uh, Five armed security guys. Spot of the night. Exactly. Well, except uh, to, for the... I'm except for the
2: awesome Cause oh, hair exactly. tied to the cage that was yeah, exactly. we'll so re- yeah, that was awesome Suicide yeah. retains
3: his uh, his exhibition championship Queen of the Cage uh, ODB won that uh, Motor City Machine Guns retain the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championships in a great match versus LAX and No Limit and like I said if you're in uh, Alberta AJ Styles and Homicide are going to be in town this coming weekend can't it wait Friday Calgary Saturday can't, can't wait to meet uh, Homicide I'm looking forward to that do you uh, have an exclusive interview set up already TNA's cut off interviews okay. to, to internet so unfortunately just that, that just won't work uh, Matt Morgan over Abyss after uh, Stevie Richards got involved hopefully uh, we don't see too much from that but I have a feeling we will Angelina Love Canadiana wins the uh, TNA knockout championship after a very smart Decision to uh, wrap the braids of Austin awesome Kong around the cage so she couldn't escape. Angelina Love, who looked to be severely injured, but hopefully should be okay, uh, pinning Taylor Wilde, fellow Canadian, to win that. And uh, Stephen uh, Harper You're pushing all the Canadians. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. That was two hours ago. Go ahead. Uh, Beer Money loses to uh, Team 3D, and now Team 3D has their 22nd World Tag Team title as they now are the IWGP and TNA. Tag team champions, and like I said, probably 40 to 50 percent of that live event crowd in Philadelphia was there because they wanted to support Bubba Ray and Devon. Uh, lethal Lockdown, pretty crazy finish. Not these matches never worked, just because those that six-sided cage is just so small. But Team Jarrett wins. Bobby Lashley comes up to the uh, the top of the of the ring after after the the arena yep, goes down, black yep. and then shows up and, and then the main event mafia was very happy to see him Well, but I have a feeling he'll probably be a, a baby face hopefully and Mick Foley wins the, uh, the tag excuse me wins the TNA World Heavyweight yeah, Championship Mick Foley by, and
1: Max
0: Payne uh, win tonight over are <laughs> <laughs> the new tag team champion
3: Love Max N-A. Payne Max Payne is a name I haven't heard uh, in a long time TNA World Heavyweight Championship by winning the race out of the cage over Sting and guys I gotta tell you for anybody listening uh, we haven't heard from Man Mountain Mike I don't know if he'll ever find the uh, the new Bottoms Up Sports Pub he'll find it he'll find it but if you're out but there he, he's probably listening but if you're out there Man Mountain Mike we uh, we don't miss you but we're, uh, in, we're looking forward to seeing you again
1: it's funny in the chat room you streamer 86145 was talking about uh, any truth to the rumor that Don West would be getting his own game. And- oh, God <laughs> <Don> help us <laughs> all. Don West, Burger <laughs> Time 2010. I'm actually thinking it's more like Don West's um, oh, fashion designer. There you go. Custom, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Don, Don. Don West Custom Dress Shirt
2: Hour. It, it, you got it, it. it. It's
1: a game where you go through Don West's closets and you find the most tacky outfit
0: that he can wear. Build That's a shirt. A
2: That's it. Build a shirt. Don. Don
0: West. Build a shirt. I got the good shirt. I got some good tie. Oh, my God. TNA, it's off the hook. Don West. Ah. 50 wow. to 75% off only at TNAshop.com. We got a deal for you.
2: Kaz, please help
0: us. Yes. All right, on that note, ladies and
1: gentlemen, thank you for staying tuned tonight to a Sunday Night Showdown, our live coverage of TNA's latest pay-per-view, Lockdown, Every Match in a Cage. Believe me, the night ain't over for me. The cage is erected around my head. <laughs>
0: uh-huh. I should
1: have another scar what? by the end of the did, night. Did he just say he's got <laughs> an erection? That's I a, think that's your... are he said, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, join us next week. Next Sunday, we will bring you backlash. WWE's latest pay-per-view offering right here on Sunday Night Showdown. With that being said, I'm getting the fuck out of here, bitches. Y'all can do what you want, but uh, goodbye.
0: Good night.